Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I sharted on the Great American Scream Machine. I'm Ben, and I'm in... Uh, fuck. Oh, I just dropped Indian food on my plate. Or my... <laughs> lab. <laughs> I'm wow. up. Whatever. Go ahead. I'm Jonathan, and I haven't been more than six miles from my house in three months. Holy shit, we got Jonathan in the house. What's up, Jonathan? What's happening? This is, uh, you'll be shocked to know it, my podcast debut. Any podcast. Well, I'm sorry it had to be this fucking shithole. Oh, it could not be a greater honor. Well, you didn't we want to go on Taylor show? I've been saving it. I've been saving myself for like a decade for this moment. I think you should have gone on Taylor's show first. I have no idea who that is. Oh. All right. I should also Coach. say I've never listened to any other amusement park related podcast than this one. So the bar you guys have set the bar for better or worse. Oh, well, in that case, there is no such thing as any other theme park podcast. Also, these shows are like 90 minutes long, so I don't know when I would have time to listen to another one anyway. Perfect. When you're driving to a theme park. Uh, um, on a walk. Yeah, someday I might get to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe when you're taking a nice hot bath. Who says I'm not doing that right now? I bet oh, hey. No, I'm not. It's too hot here already. That's that's Ooh. understandable. Well, holy shit, we're going to watch a fucking TPR DVD, so I'm really excited because this one's from 2002. Yeah, yeah, well, we got we got a little intro to come up with with, uh, with Jonathan first because we, we don't want all of our listeners to come in cold to this. Our, our listeners may or may not know the legacy of Wuta. Nobody knows it. Literally, if somebody knows about it, I am amazed and you should, like, write in. I want to hear about what you know about. It's probably not good. Why don't you give us a little intro, your background in the the roller coaster world? Yeah, well, I uh, I guess I came into it around the same time as you guys. Um, grew up near Charlotte, North Carolina. Grew up going to Carowinds. And, um, you know, once I went on one roller coaster, sort of had to go on them all. And that's what I've been working towards ever since. But uh, got into the the early days of the internet forums, the animation, RRC, of course. Um, and actually, this DVD that we're going to watch, which I'm excited for and dreading, was sort of the the formative year in some ways for me. This 2002 was the year, the first year that I went to poster events. So it was sort of the beginning of this descent into madness. Holy moly. Yeah, I know Ben and I, I think we all kind of met through either like the late TPR or like the early gap stuff. 
So we're probably talking like late 06, early 07. I think you and I met in 07. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I yeah, this 99 is really I think when it first uh first started uh, on all the online shit. Well, like everybody That's some had OG a forum status for a right there. Yeah, I guess it was like Roller Coaster Tycoon sort of led. I, I mean, I was into coasters, so I read, you know, like Thrill Ride was like the big site that you read about the new rides. But Danimation was like the first forum that I posted on. And that was like mainly a, a Roller Coaster Tycoon forum. But there was, it was like all like coaster nerds on there. Actually, funny story. I guess I have to throw this in there. Uh, uh, Danimation. One of the like great, the all-time great. There, you can still go. I think New Element is still like a roller coaster tycoon site. People mm-hmm. on there, I've looked this up. People list like the top roller coaster tycoon park creators of all time. One of the guys that people talk about all the time, totally randomly, was my boss at my last job. How, would, how did you like figure that out? Like that's kind of like, crazy. Well, he's very coy about it. And is horrified anytime I talk about it, but so I'm not. I am less shy about it. So you know, I was. I, I travel to parks a lot, so it's no secret. Like, hey, where did, where did you go on your vacation? Oh well, I was at in Indiana riding roller coasters. So eventually, he let on that little secret, and I was like, oh my god, I totally remember you. That's insane. Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> crazy. I would have shit my pants. It's really weird. It's one of the like creepiest things. It still like freaks me out. But it kind of makes sense because we're both like urban planners and we sort of have that uh, designy kind of mindset. That, I could like, see that coming from RCT. Yeah, Doesn't this neighborhood like, remind me of like Arctic Heights? Or, <laughs> loopy landscapes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would make shit in that game that like. It's just like my brain cannot conceive of. Well, holy shit. Um, so I don't know. We 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 ask a couple normal interview questions. We'll speed through a couple of them right quick. What's the best well, kitty coaster you've ever been on? We sh- we should also mention before we go into the questions. Okay. Go ahead. Ben and I Ben and I lived together a summer at Cedar Point. I think oh, that's yeah, probably the most important thing here. Yeah, we should probably do like 20 minutes of Cedar Point stories or something because there's some good ones like Magnum like or when we discovered how you get blackout drunk from (laughs) (laughs) yes that could go down quite a rabbit hole though which I'm happy to go down y'all go ahead I wasn't I I've never worked at Cedar Point but I'm always amused by these stories I mean, like, it's just, it was the fun. The hard thing is, it's like, it's probably one of those, like, probably at this point, nostalgia stories that, like, is funny because it happened, but, or like when you were there. But I mean, like, one day we drank an entire fifth of whiskey and a six pack and, and then went into the park. And so, like, you and uh, our friend Sean went, go, like, to see Rock Band live. And, uh, right. Wasn't that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we were like screaming all the songs. It was like Queen, Somebody to Love, and we were just screaming it. Half the audience was just like laughing at us. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, is it like are these stories? I mean, anything to anyone who wasn't there? I don't know. I think it does give some context to people who like if you never worked at a park and you always sort of wonder about these like young people running the rides. And I know a lot of people uh, always like, is it really safe? Like, look at these people running these rides. And I think us working at Cedar Point, like, kind of answered that question for me that like, no, the people running the rides are not necessarily responsible, but it's just evidence of like how well engineered and safe they are that like, (laughs) even like a drunken idiot, like can do it thousands of times without like hurting somebody. Mm-hmm. Even upcharge attractions. Yeah. Though I will say running skyscraper, I'm really surprised nobody ever like died on the ride. Because if you never went on the Cedar point skyscraper, most of them have like shoulder harnesses. That one just had these straps where the operator had to like strap you in. And so like 99% of the rides you go on are, are fail safe and that they, they will not operate unless like the lap bar or whatever is like dispatch is like pro- in the right place. But this ride, you could just strap somebody up wrong and they just be flung out and killed. Yeah. It, just, it blows my mind that it never happened. Like I mean, the first time when I was trained to do that ride, I was like, what? This is it? <laughs> I'm going to, I have to put people in this? Like I, I was terrified. Yeah, because, like, sometimes, depending on the body shape, they would come back into the station and, like, you know, like, when you'd go, like, we've all had that experience where, like, you go to unbuckle them, and you're just like, whoa, this one's really <laughs> It's loose. really loose. <laughs> well, and we would ride like that on purpose, so. Right. It tells you how smart we were. Probably a good reason they took that right out. We could be up there with Wes, and you go to check his straps, and it's like, dude, there's, like, five inches of slack. <laughs> yeah you you learn that like most nearly all rides are like incredibly safe but then there's like a small handful like actually i'm not sure this is totally safe and that one definitely fell on the list Mm -hmm. y'all motherfuckers crazy yeah well you also like the so ripcord which is the sky coaster there is one of the few rides where there's like a a certification to operate it where like the company comes and trains you, but I still have that manual and there's like a, a memo in the back of it. And it says something like if the sky coaster ever stops becoming thrilling to you, do not attempt to make it more thrilling by doing things you're not supposed to do or something. And so in the back of the manual, Anytime any sky coaster in the world had any sort of major accident or death, I think in two cases, there's a memo about it that's published in the back of this manual. And like half the shit that was in there, I think we did at some point during the hmm. summer. Yep. So, sorry, I'm like eating. It's probably sound, it probably sounds disgusting. Um, so, my favorite was you could they had um, four different or technically five flight suit sizes. So, oh yeah. So remember, like, um, yeah, there was like a pink, blue, purple, purple, red, red, black, and black. 
Yeah. There was, there was only like, one, like one, one black. Yeah. So like what we would do is we'd ride in the blue suits, which are for like children that are 48 inches tall. So the flight suit looks like <laughs> um, it's maybe the size of like a t-shirt on you. And then the, that foot bar is like all the way extended. It's so like it wearing looks, a thong. Yeah. Imagine like wearing a, a the thong sky coaster harness and like <laughs> it's so uncomfortable, but it's so fun because you're, you have like nothing, you know, holding you in. So, well, cause what they told you when you're training they, and they said this, they say explicitly anyone can safely fly in any flight suit. Not necessarily comfortably, but it is safe to fly. Flight. So, of course, we interpreted that as, or I did at least, as, well, I'm going to fly in every flight suit. And the right. black one is just like a hammock. It's like just being in a hammock. Yep. I mean, I that's why I never got written up by Ryan Burt. Um, maybe edit that. I don't, I don't know. We'll figure that out later. Um, who is like the area manager? Because... Uh, like, I remember he caught me, like, flying in a blue suit. And, uh, like, he didn't, he couldn't, like, write me up for it. Cause I'm like, well, look, it's in the manual. It says you Not a violation. Me. Yeah. Got him on a technicality. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think so. Another thing about, so if you ever work at a park, highly recommend working the sky coaster. And in fact, Ben and I were recommended that by a mutual friend who basically said like, you're an organist point work report. I'll make sure you guys get on the team, which maybe they regretted listening to him, at least for me later. Um, All right. Because it's like really chill. Like half the time you're not doing anything on a slower day because you're waiting for customers. Um, but you also get, so if you, if you get a sky coaster certification, you get this card. And there's this informal policy that any sky coaster in the world, you can show your card and ride for free. So when you go to other parks, you can ride. And we would have people from other parks show up all the time. And one time this guy from Canada's Wonderland was flying. And I forget, it might have been you, Ben, who was out with me loading him in. And he was like, hey, you guys ever try uh, throwing your body as hard as you can to the left when you pull the ripcord? And I'm sure you get the look on our faces probably was just like lit up. It was like, no, I have not, but I will be immediately. Well, I mean, and you, we were probably, we were probably doing football catches too. Um, during that. Oh yeah. That's probably why he's probably, yeah. That's when we were, what's when we were like catching footballs, And then, so like just real quick. So like when the, when the ride's slowing down and you're still swinging a good height, we used to like grab onto the foot bar, the harness as they were swinging. Um, and instead of slowing them down, we would like swing up in the air with them a couple feet. So <laughs> sometimes some- a lot more than a couple feet. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it was <laughs> 15 feet. That's, that was like the scariest feeling too. Not so much for like falling, but like for getting in trouble where it's like, if somebody sees this, I am. Fucked. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, what I always say, and just to be clear, I, because we're just telling stories about like fucking around. I never did or would do anything to put any like guest into any potential danger, but I definitely did things to put myself into potential danger. It's a good thing to clarify. And that was one of them. 
but yeah, the summer I was the summer uh, summer with Ben. That's when I met him, sleeping in a tiny ass dorm in a building that looks like a prison, Sandusky, Ohio. Now, from See what that? I understand, there was somebody else that we all knew through the Gap that also lived with you guys. Yes. And I understand that that, that that was kind of odd. Y- y'all got any stories about this individual? <clears throat> I think you should. Oh, God. <clears throat> we can go ahead and say, because his screen name had his name in it. Yeah. Right? We all remember that. His screen name had his actual name in it, right? Uh, Yeah, it did. Ben, can you confirm? Well, I was going to say, I was going to talk about the hoarding story, but like, I kind of feel bad about that one using his real name because like, he actually was really ashamed of that. Yeah, I actually don't, I don't really blame him personally for anything. So I, yeah, I, I don't really, I would, I don't want to make fun of him. I hope he's doing good. And if he's listening to this, I hope you're doing well, bud. But, it, it, well, I mean, and it is, I think, so Ben and I were a little older, I guess. Well, I was I was older than most people. I was yeah. one of, like, most people weren't 21, which which I was, like, 23, I think. So I was, like, felt too old to be working there. Um, but there definitely were, there are a lot of people when you work there who are, like, that's their first time, like, living away from their parents. And yeah, these people that are, can like, be tough. Yeah, yeah. Especially when, like, you know, I mean, not to make fun of anybody, but, like, you know, it's the Midwest, and, like, it's kind of like people who didn't have the opportunity to go to college, but they say they were still able to get away from home at 18, so they were, like, weren't the most responsible people, like, like literally children, and, like, sharing a living environment with them, like a crammed dormitory with no supervision, pretty much. Yeah, where well, you're pay- you're paying like fifteen dollars a week in rent. Yeah, it was thirty two bucks a week. The like, and we had three people in a room, which was fortunate because a lot of people had four. It's like a closet with like four people in it. It's like a jail, like literally, it's a jail. Yeah, for me, it was really difficult. Just so the background for me is that I. I had like gone to college and like got a job after school and my company, it's actually pretty similar to what's going now. There was the 08 recession. My company was like a disaster before the recession. They went bankrupt. Everybody got laid off. I decided to go to grad school and the summer before grad school, I thought, well, you know, I've always wondered what it's like to work at an amusement park. Maybe I should go work at Cedar Point. So I'm going to this environment as like a guy who just had a salaried full-time job, my own like apartment in like downtown Raleigh, North Carolina, and was like an adult. And then suddenly I'm basically working and living with children like, and being treated as such by like the like 21-year-old supervisors. So it was a little traumatic in some ways. But also, like, kind of liberating. Cause, like, once you've, like, kind of transitioned to being an adult, and then, like, for a summer, you get to go back to just being totally reckless. You just oh. don't care about anything. And, like, it 
it was like the money is really important for a lot of people working there. But for me, it was sort of like, I'm going to grad school. I've saved up money from working. I'm just here to have fun. I mean, hey, if some real shit hits a fan, well, we all lose our jobs. Imagine having to be that guy. Imagine doing that in your 30s. There was like uh there was like a 60-year-old guy in like the dorm, I remember. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a woman who was probably around 50. I would say. She was really cool. I liked her and she was living on like a boat in the marina that she had. That was like what she did for the summer. She I don't remember what she did. Maybe she was like a an, a teacher or something, but for the summer she like docked her boat at the marina and worked in like admissions at um Soak City. I was, was going to say cool, fuck- actually. Fuck those, um, fuck those shit. What the hell are they called? The apartments, the working apartments there. The dorms. The dorms. Yeah. Fuck that. We all pool our money and buy one of those houses that's on that long drive to Cedar Point. The Chaucy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are big houses. That would be nice. But at the same time, though, I would say that almost half of the magic of working there is living in the dorms. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's kind of uh, like now, like now thinking about it, I mean, like that's where all the so crazy. So throwing is. fucking reckless house parties in one of those giant houses wouldn't be awesome. I don't think a house party would work there, honestly. Yeah, nobody could get there. Yeah, like, that's everything. Like Ben and I had cars, but like most majority of people didn't. I would say, like I was always driving yeah, really, people to work. Yeah, really, all the partying happens like at Louis. And then yeah. between the dorms and there. Well, and that's why I went to Cedar Point. Because, I, I mean, like I said, my family still lives near Charlotte. And I could have just worked at Carowinds. But I wanted, like, the full, that experience of, like, everyone who's there has come from somewhere else and is living in the dorm. And there's nothing to do except, like, Cedar Point and drink. And fuck. <laughs> and other things. Yeah. Well, you said it, not me. I mean, yeah, it's just weird. Like, like when you think back on it, it's kind of of like an amazing, like, um, I don't know. You learn a lot about life in a very short amount of time. It also, like, puts a lot of things into perspective when you're done. Yeah, definitely. For me, it was like my life sort of, like, went on pause for, like, three months to this, like, weird, magical like world that wasn't in reality and then i like left and went back to reality yeah and like the crazy thing too is you kind of go through like one week of cedar point time is like a month of real time as far as what happens yeah i never thought about that but i yeah i I totally agree with that because then like by like the second week you're basically like family and everyone's already like fucked each other and yeah and there's just like insane drama all over the place Yep, yep. So and so's dating a supervisor. Right. Oh, this guy's dating the head of maintenance. Oh, this guy's yeah. dating, you know, and like it already starts. And then, like, by people the second, have already been fired. Like, somebody you met's already been fired and you've only been there like two weeks. And, like, they're gone. Yeah, like the set going into work the second week. And as you were leaving, you'd always see people processing out that you met that were cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they have. They have the backpack and they're like they're holding their name tag with their with their uh, uniform at the whatever that little uh, booth. 
I think I thought about it. I thought because you can't. I was there like a month before you, and I feel like you got there in like the first week. I was like, yeah, man, I'm thinking about fucking leaving. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then I'm like, I was already in the throes of it. Well, because that's the other thing. And here's another. This is another piece of advice for anyone listening who's considering going uh, to work at a park. So Cedar Cedar Point and Ben, you were not a part of this, but you can start working there like two weeks before the park opens for the year. Um, it's like, uh, it's called, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like, you help get the park ready for the season. And I thought like, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, as somebody who like loves parks, like that'd be really cool to be a part of that. Well, some things are cool. So like walking through the park in the off season, there's like coaster cars sitting on like the midway and stuff. Like there were cool things like that. And like we helped load the petting zoo. So I was like carrying goats and sheep into the petting zoo. That was kind of fun. But I also cleaned what I'm pretty sure was literal shit out of the wave pool. I nearly quit the first week. And I remember very vividly, uh, who, Dick Kenzel was the CEO of Cedar Fair at the time. And Dick Kenzel's wife, every year, maybe she still does it, I have no idea. But at that time when he was CEO, every year before the park opened for the year, she would hold a charity mini golf tournament. Cool idea, fun idea. But our job one day was to make sure the mini golf course was ready for the tournament. And that meant any leaf or speck of anything needed to be hand-picked off. Like it needed to look like it was ready for like the U.S. Open. Is that it? That's tennis. Is that golf? I don't even know. But so after two weeks of like getting ready for the park to open, I was like, this is insane. Why am I doing this? I'm going to go back home. But thankfully I didn't. It's a lot more fun when the parks actually open. Well, yeah. Plus like, I'm sure the door, like no one is really, sorry. Um, Plus I'm sure like before everyone gets there, it's kind of just slow. And that's when it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot lot more people there than you would think. Um, But the town is crazy. Like, Sandusky is just a ghost town because it's it's so, you know, it was a big manufacturing town, but there's very little left there now. So before the park opens, it's just, like, creepy. Yeah, I suppose. Like, yeah, being there during Halloween weekends during the week is really depressing. And like, I, I've stayed in the dorms a few times, like when I would work on a weekend and getting there, I would get there on a Thursday and the yeah, like Thursday is just like totally dead. Like everything's just kind of like dying and all the trees are dead already and stuff. Yeah. There's all those like crappy hotels everywhere. They're just empty. Hey, maybe Mount Olympus can uh, buy them all up. <laughs> don't plant a bug in there that's not a bad strategy the mount olympus buys all the like hotel properties in sandusky ohio it's like you buy tickets it's like you go to the website and they don't tell you that cedar point and mount olympus are seven hours apart <laughs> oh that's so funny not to go back on a past episode but i i, I listened to that episode and I, when I went to Mount Olympus, I got screwed by the exact same thing you guys were talking about. It made me feel a little better to know that it's just, I guess, sort of scam they're running and wasn't just something dumb on my part. It's just like intentionally manipulative. Wait, what, what happened to you? 
it was like the opposite. You guys were talking about how the free tickets, uh, you get access to like the indoor part, but you have to pay like 40 bucks to get the outdoor. We had the opposite. It was like the outdoor part, but it didn't include the indoor part. And that was, I think there might've been like a kitty coaster and like the robo coaster or something in there. I can't really remember. Um, I, I didn't even yeah. go in. I just didn't do the indoor part. I remember I was like, fuck that. Uh, but I remember a lot of people in our group being like pissed off. They felt like bait and switched. Yeah. So, and I'm sure they're going to charge you, excuse me, like $14 to get in there. Yeah. I don't remember. It was a lot, whatever it was, it was a lot for me at the time, which it wouldn't have taken much to, to be a lot for me at the time, but it was enough that I just, I didn't do it. You know, it's kind of funny. I think initially they, I want to say they said it was like the world's largest indoor. I don't know if they said theme park, but they said something like that. It was the world's largest indoor something. Um, when they open up that Parthenon thing, I think that's what it call, it's called. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, if Wisconsin Dells is your vacation destination, then you're, you can probably believe it, I guess. It's a fucking tent. <laughs> like it's literally it's uh, it's like a wedding it's like a wedding venue tent with a carnival coaster in it and some arcade games. Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, I almost have Parking to respect on. it in a way, like the total commitment to the like the scheme. It's like they just gone all in on just milking you for your money. Yep. Yep. Shamelessly. Oh yeah, they don't give a fuck because they know you're gonna still gonna show. They're you're gonna still show up. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You're in Wisconsin Dells. Where are you gonna? Where else are you gonna go during the day? Yeah. No, they 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 were smart in that way. Like they definitely set themselves up to be in a gold mine where they can do whatever the fuck they want and get away with it. And I'm pretty sure that's why they've stayed this. You know the way they are. So. Yeah, absolutely. They can do it and be successful. Fuck it. Fuck. Fuck Mount Olympus. It's got to be said every episode. Fuck Mount Olympus. Fuck them. I haven't been there in 15 years, but fuck them. Until we get a trespass. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are definitely going to be banned. I'm surprised you haven't been already. I guess they're just so shameless for, like, your money that they don't care. They'd be happy to take your money. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All, all publicity is good publicity, right? That's like a, it's like an abusive relationship in a way. Like if anything, they'll find you in the park. Nick will drive up in his little scooter and he'd be like, well, I see you paid me 3850 and just kind of like drive off, kick a dog. Yeah, man. You guys are saying their name every week. Somebody listening to this is going to be like, Hey, I'm going to go check it out when I'm in the area. Just to see how messed up it is. Mount Olympus owners, Mount Olympus, Mount Olympus's owner kicks dogs. I mean, probably well, worse than that. I just wanted to get that out there. I will say the only time I went, Hades had opened like a month before. And it was like I saw God under the parking lot in that tunnel. It was amazing when it first opened. I don't know how it is now, but it was like ridiculous then. yeah i remember riding that ride when it first opened it was like that that tunnel oh my god yeah it was a good ride like 
I think what I liked about it too is it had the it was just like a little five car train and it looked like a it just looked really odd because it was this like short little train going on this giant drop. Yeah, well, it was like they built a ride that was too big for the park. It was like yeah. kind of what it felt like. Yeah, oh, like yeah. this shouldn't was- be here. Like, why is this here? How did this happen? Well, also, like I was saying, how that a ride like that will never be built probably ever again because it was in that sweet spot of time to where they had like some computer technology to make things interesting, but not enough to make it like perfect. Um, yeah, and. Gravity Group probably would never build something like that again, at least not with PTCs. And like the PTCs made it is what made it interesting. And that was the first ever Gravity Group. They're like, let's see what the fuck we can do. Yeah, it's like Mount Olympus. They're like, hey, we need a coaster. So like they're like, oh, Mount Olympus. Oh, let's see what the fuck we can do. Yeah. I mean, I think one of in like one of my favorite parts of the old Hades was uh was the outward bang turn because you got like it was like negative G jackhammering during an outward bang <laughs> turn. And it just felt it felt so wrong, but it was like just such a kind of like wild experience too. So I miss that. Yeah, it, that it was definitely like, was a sweet spot. I mean, all of CCI and Gravity Group both existed in an era that I don't know if it'll exist again in which I mean, I, I don't know about Gravity Group, but I know that CCI, the sort of word was that they sort of underpriced their rides. Um, so you had just had all these like kind of podunk parks that were able to just build some amazing ride. I mean, Holiday World was one of them when yeah. they started out, you know, with their first coaster. I mean, like building a ride like that at Mount Olympus, like tunneling under the parking lot, like that's really expensive to do, at least normally. I don't know how much they paid for it. So they were like, yeah, it was just definitely like a world that I don't know exists anymore. Um, RMC is trying to like come up with kind of like thrilling rides that can be affordable, but it's not the same thing. It's not yeah. like what, what that was. Well, you know, I was thinking too, like with – the advanced technology that RMC uses to build their rides, because now they can build things that app in like absolute precision. Um, like what they should do is try to engineer some imperfections that are super controlled, but still like out of control into the rides a little bit. You know, like, yeah, definitely. Like imagine like the best way I could describe it. Like imagine if they could find a way to like 3d print Magnum. So like, you had the reliable modern RMC kind of track, but it had those like weird imperfections, you know, designed into the track or into the ride layout. So you're saying like on the rails, there'd be like an NL2 setting between like new and used. <laughs> so they I could have like, no idea what you're talking about, but sounds like about a right. no limits too. You can set the rails on a ride for either like new or used. Yeah, it's like a little texture. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a fun idea, though. So I don't like, have the patience for those games. So, like, Ben, what you're saying is that, like, well, the 3D printer would come out with, like, essentially the used setting. Kind of. I mean, I was thinking more like if you took, a, if you took like, a, like, a G-Force uh, accelerometer thing and you put it on every row of the train and you collected all that data... And then you inputted that data into a computer and then just have it like spit out a ride layout. 
You know what I'm saying? Like to replicate that exact data and then build a ride based on that. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, does that I mean, it sense? does to me. Alexa, but I've build a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, right. how cool that would be. Like they could be like, yeah, we're going to re- we're gonna recreate the like, I don't know, the Riverview Bobs. Although you can't collect data on that ride, but you could maybe predict it. I don't know. From yeah, well, it's like it's like art versus science, right? I mean, I, I, I know that I agree with you on that because we've talked about this a lot and I've listened to the podcast and, and heard you talk about it. So I, I think I'm in lockstep with you on RMC, which every RMC ride I've been on, I've liked a lot, but I, it, it is sort of like over-engineered. All of them are nearly all of them in mm-hmm. my view. Um, whereas like a lot of those CCI rides, Gravity Group and like Arrow, like Magnum, and some of the instrument rides, it was sort of like, well, they clearly didn't mean for this, yeah. but it happened and it's great. And that's why the ride's great. And like, you can't intentionally, it's hard to like intentionally create something like that. Right. Asterix, exactly. this argument doesn't work on the beast. Oh, you, I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but I have heard you guys talk about the beast a lot too. I have done a total 180 on the beast in my life. Total 180. As I've gone, I've gone from like what you guys have always said of like the beast is the most overrated ride in history to like, I really like the beast now. I don't think it's like a top coaster, but I like, I really love the beast. Every time I go back to that park, I like it more. I got to ask what changed your opinion? Um, I think part of it is just the more coasters I ride, the more appreciation I have for the ones that are different. Um, I was trying to explain to this to somebody on Reddit the other day because like there was like a top ten coaster thread, you know, classic. Nobody's had that before, and like I had Roishban in at uh, Tivoli Gardens in Copenhagen on my list, which is like a, a like a Breakman coaster from like 1920. I was like, why you've been on 500 coasters? Why do you love this? And it's sort of the same with as the beast where it's like, well, the more I ride, the more I realize that there's nothing quite like it. Um, and it doesn't have a lot of the things that I look for in other coasters like airtime and things like that. But it just like, I don't know, it's just so different. And I love the way it kind of takes you out so far away from the park. And it's really cool at night. I love the helix at the end because as you're, you're like approaching it down this long ramp and it looks like it should not exist and you're going to hit it and like die. Uh, and it sort of feels like that on your ribs, but I like it. Yeah. I don't know. The more it's one of those, the more I ride it, the more I like it. Now I don't disagree with anything you just said, but you also said you don't think it's a top 10 coast or like a top coast. No. So the people who are so, like, yeah, ultimate coaster. I, I don't, I think that's like kind of ridiculous. Um, but I, I am sympathetic to the Well, beast. I think where I come from is just like, it is definitely unique, and it's not a bad ride. But I think it's overrated, because I just don't see... When compared to other coasters and knowing what I like in roller coasters, what would make it stand out in that way? Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on who you're talking to, right? Like definitely a lot of people from Ohio, which is probably the most significant um, generator of like coaster enthusiasts are like really like over the top about the beast. And it's like, all right, calm calm down, go, go outside Ohio. Um, 
But then I, I know people who are equally as like, the beast is just, I mean, it's just terrible. So it depends who I'm talking to, I guess, how I talk about the beast. It's not as bad as a lot of people think it is. It's not as good as a lot of people think it is. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's insanely overrated. That's where my opinion lies. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and like that's the thing. Like when it's when I'm at the park, I want to ride it. I will always make time to go ride it. You know, so I definitely would agree with that. It's um I get a little excited when I ride it. So it has something, has some kind of Yeah to it there's nothing like it there's never been and probably never will be so that's something as long as you go into it not expecting it to be like this incredible wooden coaster yeah and well that's why it's gotten better for me because i think the first time i wrote it maybe the first couple times that's how i had heard about it like it's the legendary beast uh, and I was just like, what the hell is that? Like, I, I think the first time I wrote it, I was like, well, like the hurler at Carowinds is like better than that. Um, but then the more you write re- it and realize, you know, recognize it for what it is, you realize, oh, okay. It's, it's maybe not all the elements I would put on a coaster, but it's like really quirky and weird. And like they built it in a house and it's just, yeah, it's interesting. And that now, the more coasters I've ridden, the more I realize I just want something. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why RMC sort of is a little disheartening to me because at first it was incredibly interesting. It was like, this is the most groundbreaking thing that's happened to coasters in like a decade. And now as they're like multiplying, it's sort of becoming a little like B&M. And I love B&M too, but it's like, all right. I know what these are going to be like now before I ride them. I like the one description of uh, RMC that I heard. It was like, it's like a ride experience of flopping around like a dead fish. (laughs) Yeah. That's my other criticism of them is the like little, like quick hops and stuff. You don't, my view on rides is as with like movies. um, And I guess, now I'm suddenly connecting the dots. Maybe I'm just drinking too much um, on like why I don't like comic book movies. I think it's sort of the same thing. You don't need to fill every single split second with action. Yeah. Like right. it, it's okay to like sort of have like a little downtime and then it goes into something like pacing and RMC yeah. sort of is like, we gotta like, it's like almost like trying to make a flat ride into a coaster sometimes. Right. Almost like, um, Almost like there's an abuse of software in making everything super perfect or right. Like we're going to pack in everything that can physically be packed in. Yeah. It's kind of like if a ride was designed by AI and you just put in some parameters of like absolute maximum amount of airtime for this layout. And then it just like spits it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's cool. And some way, and you know, they're so great rides. I don't want to, I have everybody mad that I'm an RMC hater. Like every park would be lucky to have an RMC, but there is something about it that's kind of like sad to me in some ways. Yeah. Oh, fuck you know RMC. What? You know what? I'm. I was gonna say like I think a good t- T-shirt idea would just be I hate RMC coaster coasters with like the logo on it, <laughs> or just like an <laughs> RMC logo shirt with like a red X over it. I don't know, like that. <laughs> just get yelled at like every time you go to a park like at least 
maybe once every three visits to a park, some random like guy yells at you. No, it'd probably be like mutters at you. It'd probably be like a twelve-year-old kid at the park who like right. They just mumble incoherently at you. I mean, like, because yeah. the thing is, like, coasters are pretty mainstream. Like, um, as far as I mean, I, I, it's a dumb way to put it, but um, like, I remember being at Kings Island. Like, especially when you go to Kings Island and you listen to the conversations in the queue line, you'd think that you were at like an Ace event. Yeah, well, Ohio, I- it's like more in the like mainstream. Like, it's a cultural thing in Ohio. I feel like. Yeah, that's true. Like they they disproportionately that's, have. That's what culture is in Ohio. Right, that's about as good as you're going to get culturally. Also, it seems like Southern California and probably Florida's like that too. I suppose any place that just has a lot of parks with a big population is going to be able to form a like a kind of a cultural thing. Because I feel like everyone I've ever met who lives in Southern, like who from is from Southern California or like has lived there, like can still list all the big parks and pretty much all the rides, even though they've only been there a few times, like once. You know what I mean? Like, whereas yeah, yeah, someone who lives in I don't know Schaumburg, Illinois, maybe has still never been to Great America. Yeah, I mean, I'll I, I have like a Cedar Point shirt I'll wear like sometimes here, and there's a lot of like people who have left Ohio and come to New York, and I I never get comments on shirts hardly at all. But when I wear the Cedar Point shirt out, is somebody always like Ah Cedar Point, yeah. Well, see, New York is how far from Sandusky? Is it still within like 10 hours? It's probably around 10 hours, yeah. Okay. It's about that. I mean, that I, I think that makes sense because that park has a pretty big pull for the region. I yeah. Mean, well, and it's like anybody who like moved to New York to like do the sort of, you know, I'm getting out of where I'm from and moving to the big city, which I'm making fun of a little bit, but I guess I sort of did that. Um <laughs> like from that region is like you're always excited when you see something from you know back where you're from yeah true peter point is like an iconic thing if you're from if you're from that part of the country i don't know if either of you guys have watched 90 day fiance uh, Yeah. Well, one of the most controversial, one of the more controversial couples from one of the earlier seasons, the lady moves to Sandusky, Ohio. Oh shit! Really? Oh, I had no idea. I thought Tommy Boy was the only Sandusky, Ohio cultural moment. No, the lady Danielle from that show. Yeah, she lives in. I guess she maybe still lives in Sandusky. Wow. Oh, interesting. That's weird. Like, I mean, I, I don't I, know of any industry there. Well, there that. was for a while, you know, uh, there's still some, but not much. I mean, it was a sort of, I mean, that's what Tommy boy was about. It was fake the story, but, um, a sort of typical Midwestern small city story of like industry leaving town. But Sandusky actually, I mean, as an urban planner, um, they, they've gotten a lot of sort of accolades for what they've done to revitalize their downtown. I remember even when we were there, I went down there and was like, oh, this is actually like pretty cool downtown for a, a city like this. Not to go yeah, off on the true. ridiculous tangent. Oh, man. But then 
that city gets so fucked up for bike week, which is like, it's this like super trashy Ohio thing where everyone with like a Harley or a motorcycle like goes into the town and it's just like a week long, uh, like kind of block party. That's like with, Ooh, you know, when is that? I think it's like the first or second week of June. So take note that's if like you're a, listening to the show. Yeah, that's like a thing in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, too. I always oh, really remember Harley that. Uh, it's like bike week. It might, I can't even remember now. I think it might even be like Black Bike Week, which makes it like even more intense because it's South Carolina. So you have like the like insane racists who like shut down their business and stuff for the week. So it makes it like even more confrontational. Oh shit. Jesus Christ. Um, wh- I don't know what's happening at the time of recording. Cause this is going to be released in the future, but regardless your favorite coaster stuck still stands firmly on the side of black Americans, people of color, black lives matter. Yes. Glad to hear it. We can't predict what's going to happen in the future, but we still uh, firmly stand on that side. Regardless. Now, gentlemen, we are coming up on an hour. Oh, we've talked a lot. All right. Holy shit. Yeah, this is the point when I'm like on my like runs listening to the podcast where I think start thinking, wow, they're going to talk another 45 minutes. And now I'm guilty of it. I see how it happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're out running right now, just run longer. Just use this as motivation. You just, know, that's don't, thing- like, just don't like think it's only 15 minutes longer and go take a shit. And then you're just sitting there like waiting for it to be done. And you're just your legs are already fell asleep. That's the thing we talk <laughs> shit most for on this show. It's just length. But I defy yeah. anybody who's given a shit about that to come be a guest and then to continue giving a shit about it. Right. Yeah, I mean I I will not say I mean I haven't said a word. I've thought it. I've thought it. But I haven't said anything. But I certainly won't say anything now that I've experienced it. I will say as a like as someone who's like really into like parks and I bet other people listening have the same thought. When you're listening to this, I listen to a lot of podcasts. But this one, more than any other, I find myself like wanting to like scream something like I want to be heard. Like there'll be some topic of discussion. I'm like, I have something to say about this. And I'm frustrated (laughs) that I can't say it. That's really weird. That just maybe that just means I'm too like passionate about roller coasters, which is embarrassing. But that is what it is. I would hope that that means that 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 we're just really good out of uh, soliciting reaction out of our listeners. But, you know, maybe it speaks more to, to you as a listener. <laughs> well, what, what, I, it's, like, a little uh, both. it's a little of both. I think it speaks to that. There's like a lot more to talk about this stuff than you would think. Like when I, so I haven't listened to any other park podcasts. I know there's a lot out there. I've heard all your guests on. I'm sure they do great podcasts. Uh, I will not listen to them because I don't have time for that shit. Um, but like, <laughs> It did surprise me. I was like, oh, they're, uh, they're doing a podcast, Ben and Zach. It's like, I'll check this out, but I don't see how you could really do a podcast about this. And I've been surprised to see, like, there's a lot to talk about. 
it kind of oh, yeah. surprised me. Like you could really keep talking about it a long time if you're into this stuff. It's kind of like I've always thought of our podcast as kind of like after the park closes when you and your friends all go out to get food. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point. That's kind of what our podcast is. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, totally. like, it's the same, it's probably the same exact conversations, you know? Yeah, Although, you're right. And I sort me, of miss, if you're like me, and I, I guess a lot of us are, it's not really a part of your daily life. And it's like every couple months or a few months or even, you know, less, once or twice a year. For me, I get to go to like an event or a park with like poster friends and have this time. So it's nice to get it more regularly through the podcast. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I've always treated it is it's the same way. It's like I get to have that coaster time regardless of if I actually can be at a park or not. Right. Cause there's no one in my here in like New York where I live. There's no one really that I can talk to about this. Yeah, I'm in the I same mean, people boat. are like interested. They're like, hey, you know, well, you know, they like curious about it. Like they want to hear about it. But it's like service level questioning, you know? Actually, yeah. that quick trivia, very quick trivia. The uh, president where I work, I was going on a trip, some coaster trip, and I was explaining what I was doing. And she was like, oh, I don't go and ride. I think they're unsafe. So we had that little back and forth about like, no, you're ridiculous there. Very safe. Um, but she said, you know, I went to high school with this guy who was really into roller coasters, Mike Boodley. And I was like, Mike Boodley. Holy shit. Like, I know Mike Boodley. <laughs> I met Mike Boodley. <laughs> who, if you don't know, Mike Boodley, uh, who did go to high school and grew up here in Brooklyn, he went on to set a marathon record on the Coney Island Cyclone and then co found a company called Great Coasters International. And then later – make the flying turns happen. So I'm like, Oh my God, Mike Boodley. And she's like, Oh my God, who is this guy we've hired? Why is he freaking about, about the weird guy in high school that I know? Right. Yeah. Of course. And my reaction being, Holy shit. Yeah. I was like, that guy's a legend. Very telling. He made the flying turns happen. So so random question. Then what, how do you, if you had the rate of roller coaster conversation, okay. So like, Imagine a friend tags along who's not into roller coasters and they get stuck sitting through a roller coaster discussion on like a scale of zero to on like one to 10. How cringy or awful or boring would you rank roller coaster discussions like compared to other hobbies? Because I've always wondered that, like, you know, we're biased. So like, I think it's as bad as we think. So I, so I had a weird sort of curve, I feel like, in my life. And part of this is just like you grow up and like you like mature and like you sort of don't give a fuck. Where like when I when I grew up and when I was like a teenager and like going into college, I was like totally over the top nerd about coasters. And then there was like a short period where I was like, Oh, this isn't cool at all. I gotta kinda keep this quiet. And then it like shifted into a period of like it's cool again because, like, when you get older, anything interesting and different about a person, you're like, oh, that's cool. It's, like, cool to hear, like, somebody oh, who's, right. like, passionate about something. So now everybody I meet who finds out about it is, like, they want to, like, talk about it. Um, 
And here, being not that far from Knobles, and we go every year to Fall Fun Fest, and we stay on like this farm in like a barn loft, and it's like the greatest weekend of the year. So I've brought like so many people to Knobles that I've like introduced who are not. They some of them had never been on a coaster, some hadn't been on it in years, so they've like sort of been just indoctrinated into this. And people, I mean, it depends on the person, but like most people I know who are sort of like curious. Um, are actually like pretty interested in it because it's something they don't know anything about. And there's a lot of like history in like amusement parks and like kind of Americana and stuff. I think it's more interesting. It can be more interesting. Some of the sort of like weird arguments over like manufacturers and things, obviously that your mind just sort of melts away. Even mine does, but there's like a lot that's actually pretty interesting about it. I think. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I suppose it's not like, um, I don't know, what would be pretty shitty, like... Uh, Stamp collector? Yeah, yeah, that's a... <laughs> corn? Corn? You ever listen to or uh, through a corn conversation? Corn like, like, like the that band? Joke and, no, like literal corn, like farming, like the family, joke and family guy. No, but uh, yeah, actually, I do remember that family guy. But actually, I feel like that's an example of what I'm talking about. Where now that I'm older, like, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like, I want to hear like two big corn farmers like discuss corn. I'm like kind of curious about that. Yeah, it's actually a little more interesting than like you think because there's a lot of uh, some pretty interesting like analysis. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) All right, hold on, hold the fuck on. Guys, we're at 58 minutes. (laughs) Y'all are fucking talking corn, and we have a video to do commentary on. Yeah, you guys might have to make that the next episode, but I'm ready to roll. We are not going to do your favorite Colonel Sucks. That is not happening. (laughs) What about doing your favorite Cornflake Sucks? It's not fucking happening. This is not a corn podcast, unless we're talking the band. Indiana Beach. Wait. Come on. Indiana, that that yes. should be, if we ever do that, Indiana Beach. Yeah. Let's look, let's have an Indiana Beach event and call it your favorite. Nah. Well, we'll no. We, <laughs> no. No. If we have an Indiana Beach event, we got to try to get corn to play in the ballroom. <laughs> well, and in the, corn. The, the early 2000s era that we're about to watch. Six Flags, some of the parks, I remember at least one boomerang. It was like Corn Nuts or something was a sponsor. It was some corn-related sponsor, and there was like a sign outside the, outside the ride that said, hold on to your ear, like ears of corn. But it was like a boomerang, so it was very literal. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. All right, we're coming up. 60. Let's do the countdown and start at the same time. Ready? Three, right. whoa, 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 two, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, no? wait, okay. what? No, all right, hold on. fine, okay. fine. We got to get ready. Hold on. Are all right. you all ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. ready. Okay. You got to prepare yourself, Ben, because we're over an hour now. Get we ready. Gotta, we got to get ready for this. Okay. Well, I didn't tell Let's you this. Secretly, my goal was to make this the longest episode. Oh, you're going to have a hard time because we have a two-parter that literally just released as the day, as of the day of recording. Oh, shit. Well, Five. if I work hard enough, we'll make it a three-parter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Ben, we're going to give you, 
we're at at one minute here on the clock on Zencaster. Okay. Whoa. Okay. So one uh, hour, one minute you guys on this get paid clock for that plug. Uh, no. We should though. Zencaster.com right. right. for all your podcasting. Eight, needs. Seven, Stitcher. Okay. Six. Six. Five. five four. four Three, two, one. Press play. Ah, Rob Alvey's Coaster Season 2002. I like how he takes all the credit, but at the end, she's in the credits for filmed and edited by the most insane year ever. Oh my God, she's 21 and they got engaged and he's much older. Yeah, that's why you were talking about Aqua, and I was like, I don't know shit about Aqua, but this is definitely not (laughs) that. Yeah, no, this would be some very odd Aqua song. (laughs) Well, what's up with that? Do you see that one random clip where, like, Alyssa's in the van with, like, a big t-shirt on? No. Oh, she's in like the back of a van and like Rob is pointing at her. And it just looks weird that she's wearing like an oversized t-shirt and that she's wearing nothing underneath, like <laughs> in like a like a bait bus video or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa just made five hundred bucks cash. <laughs> That's how Rob and them really met. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think I'd carry all these cameras just for roller coasters, right? That's how you had such a good video production knowledge. Come on, think about it. Oh my god! That's oh, see that? No, see, giant. Did you t-shirt. see that? In the, yeah, the Alpen guy station. Did you? Yeah, see that? I saw that. Okay, so it's not bait bus, at least. No, she she was she was trying to get takers to meet in the park. So okay, random these, fun fact: these kids are fucked. Right. Okay, that's pretty cool. The indoor uh, scat tower. Wait, that was the what those people died on, right? That or got was injured. Ride. Not at the indoor Somebody one. Somebody right? died. It was like one Someone of those. Though, one that, yeah, it was in not the at Iapa. So, oh, of course, no, it was yeah. in the Dells. Basically, they let her go before the platform was raised up. Or the net was oh, raised. Jesus. It's, uh, what was that? Uh, winds, uh, windstorm. Why? Classroom. Like, why? Why was it that in the early two thousands that there had to be like, oh, here's a here's a quick video of everything you're gonna see videos of. Yeah, you're yes, right. Because I did this in my video too, and I know Don did, and like the Wu gang had their video. Yeah, we all did this shit, but why? Why did we all do this shit? Because he could. I mean, and I just like, did it because Rob did it. I'm just gonna go ahead and be straight up. This was like what I was copying. Was this this exact video? I mean, yeah, he did set the standard. I don't know why of. he did it. I I guess that's true. I did it too, also because he did. But like. Why was that the stand? Like I don't know. He set the standard, but it's such an odd thing. All right, here we go. There, there was no apostrophe. No apostrophe. Oh my god! I can't believe we're starting with this. 
I think I'm only in this for like five seconds and that makes me really happy because this is going to be, I'm going to cringe so hard. I'm going to disconnect from the like broadcast. <laughs> nice. Gotta love the Avril Lavigne. Yeah, this was, oh, oh, pack. Was, that was a friend. So of what time there. of year? Was, this was, was very early. Season? This was like March. It was like, there I am in the there back you there. Are. Oh my Lord. And there you are again. Yeah, this ride Ricochet. Ricochet had just opened like a couple weeks before. Oh, and this shit, was, was back new. when like nobody gave a shit about Carowinds, so it was like cool that anybody was even coming to Carowinds. So we had like this ride and that was it. Top gun. I mean, what was the park like before the like before the B and M's? Did it have more to it? Or was it always just kind of like a water park with some no i mean so it was a nicer park before but without great rides so paramount really kind of destroyed the park i mean really paramount destroyed everything they put in top gun that's about all they did good um but it was you know it was a quaint like kind of nice park and they slowly stripped all that out yeah that makes sense i'm sure that's how um I mean, that's kind of what they did the Great America in California, too. Yeah, I, I really hate Paramount. Hurler actually was... Re- Hurler ran really, really good for like eight or nine years. This year, 2002, it was insane. Oh, really? Uh, like it was good? It was... It had insane airtime. Uh, and I actually have a video... Or no, not a video. I don't think. Maybe I do. Joe Campanella. I think you guys talked about him in a prior episode. He would always like unlock his lap bar on rides because he was like a ride up. Uh, and I remember him doing that on hurler and he was just like in the fucking air. He was nice. really good for a little while. And then it, now it's just awful. So, cause hurler was a lot like thunder road at uh, Kentucky Kingdom. Kentucky. Right? Yeah. It's like a mirror. Very, pretty similar. Okay, because that one was actually really good, and apparently it's even better yeah, now. Yeah, I remember liking both of those. Yeah, that one's always ran well. Oh my god, more ricochet footage. Hey, there's Jonathan oh, again! There I am. My buddy Dave with his Tomb Raider Kings Island shirt on. I never got on uh, that uh, Thunder Run. Thunder Road, yeah. Unfortunately, it was never, again. never that good. Now, I, the Super Saturator ride, I actually really liked those rides. I thought they were really clever. It's a shame they didn't really take off. I got on the one at Hershey Park. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, those were cool. The problem is you had to like be in a bathing suit, really, to ride them because you got so wet. Yeah, it was a water park ride for sure. Yeah, I think that was the flaw. Oh man, is this Toad the Wet Sprocket? Oh, cool. They had one of those weird flat rides. So it's kind of cool because like this actually looks one of those looks kind of familiar. We're like, I think some of these big rides actually go up to the Puyallup Fair in Washington. Mm. Well, this is one of those. Uh, yeah, those Myler, those Myler coasters are actually pretty awesome. 
Oh yeah, have you ever been on the uh, the Scandia Screamer? I have not in uh, Southern California. It's not uh, there anymore. Nah. Oh shit, that sucks. That was a good ride. Yeah, they were awesome. Also, like, kind of fuck you for including a fair in here. Well, I bet it. Yeah, but in the early two thousands, though, these are some pretty like big rides for the time. Oh yeah, shit! Well, up fair. Oh, Here we go. There you this go. Is, like, the only... It's the only. This is another uh... thing I copied. I think I had the South Carolina State Fair in my video, which has the Schwarzkopf Doppelooping. So I got to say that coaster is actually kind of fun. I want to ride this ride so bad, and I'm I'm pretty sure I never will. Should go to Seattle and do Silverwood and the Vancouver Playland. Yeah, no, I will do that. It's just, will I go during the like two weeks that that is operating? Oh yeah, that's true. That's the problem. I like how there's just like a maintenance guy walking there, and there was another <laughs> one just sitting there in the coaster POV. Yeah, I saw that. I'm cracking a beer, gentlemen. Do it. Do it. I've had too many already before we even really started. Holy shit. Oh my god, that thing was giant. Now serving butter. We, we hey, we talked about this in the in the clusterfuck episode. The the fried butter is actually pretty good. Yeah, you guys were talking about that. It's not a butter stick. It's like a slice of butter in a pastry that's deep fried. So it's like a gooey, buttery, like roll. It's good. Justify it however you'd like. Okay, what kind of harness is that? That's a oh, it's the Scad Tower. Yeah, that's where the woman died in Adele's. I thought she just got paralyzed. Oh, I mean, it's tragic, but yeah. Well, hey, you died somewhere on one. I think that's, I think, yeah, I remember hearing about that too, but I don't think that was the Dells. But maybe I'm totally wrong. Oh man! Oh man! So how was how was hanging out with Rob Alvey in two thousand two? I mean, I was like a weird little like fifteen year old. It was not. I don't know. You know, I mean, I was the thing about these videos then, and probably now, and the people who post on the forums and all. Like, it's really cool when you're like a kid or a teenager and you're into rides and like, you don't know anybody who is. And then you see these videos and it's like a group of people, adults who are like hanging out and having a really good time doing this stuff. And it's like kind of mind blowing. You like want that. Um, but I mean, when I hung out with them, it was like, it's kind of awkward. Was he playing music like this the whole time? (laughs) <laughs> he just he actually he walks around with a speaker just blasting whatever song they're gonna have in the video. Yeah, or like no, he's, fine. He they like, were nice. Then like everybody quiet and they're like listening to the song with his <laughs> he's recording. Yeah. No, it was like chill. They were nice. It was fine. It was fine. This was like before 
shit hit the fan and he turned out to be kind of like a psychopath and all that stuff. It was like, it was just fine. It was like, how'd you find out about that? Was that the gap thing? (sighs) The what? About what? Alvy being a douche. Oh, I mean, that was, did you see that? I was like, I, I was there. Oh yeah, you're right. This must've been when this opened. Well, I had, I had like turned long before all that happened. I don't even really remember why, but I had already like rage quit TPR. I feel like, um, I think I knew some the other fir- people who he had like turned on. So I already had a bad taste. And then I got that email that was like, you need to choose. And I was like, well, I had already chose. So like, I'm, I'm not responding to this. Oh my God. His entire CPU is used up to render that for like 60 hours. <laughs> And it crashed three times. Oh, deja vu. Can't believe it was actually running when they went there. Oh, yeah. I wonder. I think those are the old seats, right? Do you know? Did you ever ride both seat versions of that? I heard you talking about this in the last episode. I definitely have ridden whatever was there when it opened. I If they changed okay. it, that I don't know about. But I definitely wrote it. When yeah, I don't know they did that. Yeah, I, wait. On what ride? On Acrophobia, because like the old seats, like were basically like the B and M stand up seats. Like it was like your legs were vertical. You were on. You were just kind of on your crotch. I think I the wrote, last time I rode that was in 04, and it was the same in 04 as when it opened. Okay. I rode that in 05. And I want to say I remember it being like you're standing. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my god, the shuttle loop is on the map. <laughs> so funny, guys. Oh my god, I'm playing with the toys in the store. <laughs> Alyssa, film this. I wonder it if you have like- any clips of that, that back row on Georgia Cyclone, that one drop. Oh my that was god. Like- yeah, Georgia Cyclone was absurd. It was awesome back then. That drop, it didn't even really feel like airtime. It was just like, like that was the most transitionless moment of extreme airtime where you, it feels almost like it's like, like you were saying like before, like an accident. Like yes. Very unintentional. There's a photo. It was actually in like the Ace Coaster Census thing in like the 90s, which tells you how much of things have changed since the Holiday World death, where you would never do this now. It's like, I think it's Bill Buckley who was in the backseat, and he is like just totally out of the car, basically standing up airtime. Uh, did it have buzz bars at one point? Uh, it may have. It never did when I wrote it, I will say. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this shit. fucking fanny pack he's got. Yeah, this shit's kind of like, I mean, we're sort of making fun of it now. Because, like, now when you're an adult, you're like, this is kind of dumb. But when you're, like, a teenager, but you're like, Jonathan- oh, when I'm an adult, I can, like, behave like this, like I behave now, and it'll be great. I have but a question you for actually you, Jonathan. Go for it. You're... you're- around our age right you're in your 30s right yeah 34 okay 
Rob was our age then. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like when he, he was our age, but I was like 15. Well, yeah, no, we, we were uh, this, approximately the same age seeing this shit yeah, and thinking, yeah, that's, that's cool. But now as adults like looking at it, you, you, go, you like it. Wow. What a jackass. Yes. Cause when you're, it's like when you're a kid and you're like, Oh my God, when I get older, I don't get to play with toys. That's horrifying. Like I, how will I live? But then you don't want to play with toys. So like when you're a teenager and you see these videos, you're like, Oh my God, being an adult can be so cool and fun. And I think that's why well, yeah. like so many people responded to these videos. But then when you actually yeah, become an adult, you're like, this is not how I behave. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was just thinking that too. Cause I was like, if I saw this DVD as an adult, I would not want to meet up with these people. <laughs> right. Now you know, this does not make me think, Oh my God, I have to go. But back then I was like, Oh my God, if I could hang out with these people at the park, it would be like the greatest this seems thing ever. So cool. And to be clear, I'm still yeah. like, I still act like a jackass. So I, I don't want to like get on my high horse too much here, but a different type of I jackass. Mean, yeah. I, I, I'm with that. I'm, like, I just wanted to say our last, the last coaster that you and I rode was probably twister Two. Oh no. The, the SLC. We the SLC. Right? Well, then we went to Legma. Right. We went to Legma the next oh, that, night, I think. That's right. Wait, Lakemont? Oh, Lakeside. Yeah, or, Lakeside, yeah, sorry. Lakemont, Lake Lake Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, Lakeside, yeah. Lakeside. No, I got confused for a second, too. I was like, is it Lakemont this whole time? <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Hey, you know what? I also wanted to say something real quick. LV was surprisingly on the right side of everything recently unfolding. Yeah, I was oh, actually going to yeah. I was going to make a point to mention that before this was over cuz I figured there'd be a lot of like poking fun here which there should be and that's fine but like yeah, I credit to him uh TPR and what I saw on their Twitter account is like it's good shit. And I agree. It's, it's I important. Mean, it's important what they're doing. It's more important than any petty roller coaster stuff. So now credit he's, to him for he's that. still a douchebag, but He's on the right side. For once, Holy he has stumbled just... into being on the right side. Hey, did you see that racist costume? Yeah. No. The Osama, Wait, what was it? Osama, Osama's Mamas, and it was like a bunch of women in tur- multicolored turbans. Or not oh turbans, sorry. Um, I, f- I don't know the name. I don't want to Yeah, and this was that. fall 2002. 2002. So that happened. Wait, I think this is... I think this is the same video where somebody went to the costume contest as the maintenance worker from Lake Compounds who got killed by Boulder Dash. Which even oh, back right. then at wow. like 15 years old, Tasteful. I was like, that's really fucked up. Yeah, because they, they even show a video clip of him like falling in the queue line or something. Oh, so we're at Silverwood. Okay, yeah, well, we got to start talking about or the park name. So they're at Silverwood, and it's cool. I haven't been here in a while, and it's like, open. oh yeah, I've never been. This is like one of my bucket list parks. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot really when I was there. When I listened to your prior commentary, I did not. I was running, and I did not watch the video. So that is a good point. It is important to remember. Some people are not watching what we're seeing. So they are at Silverwood, which I think is reopened, right? Or has it yeah, not? I, I think, think so, yeah. Did, right? I kind of want to go check it out. 
Corkscrew, first ever inverting coaster. Oh, modern. I gotta say that this park is like very, very like scenic, and it's just like a really nice park. Like everything's really clean. I mean, I don't know if it got fucked up recently, but um, it looks awesome. I definitely need to go to Seattle. I'll visit you, and then we'll go. What is it like? Four hours? It's like I mean, it's like just under five. Okay. Tremors. Looks awesome. That looks so good. And that tunnel. Yeah, it's kind of a, I mean, it's sort of a, like the Pacific Northwest holiday world because it's kind of out of, it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, and it just kind of has that like small park. Can good. you get night rides on anything? So you have to plan it. So up here it stays light out past 10 o'clock in the summer. So you have to kind of, it depends on the time of year, but yeah, pretty much. Oh, Halloween. They have a Halloween event where they're open till midnight, I think, or 11 or something. Man, just, nice. Like these coasters look like they'd be amazing night rides. Yeah. And I got to point this out. It, it's so like, you know, sometimes like mountains are hard to pick up on video, but you can see how like well in the mountains this park is. Which makes it just like just like a really interesting kind of scenic area, however you want to call it. It's near Spokane, right? Yeah, I think it's like two hours, one hour. Mm. Yeah. What? What the fuck was that? What just happened? (laughs) There's Dolly Parton. They're Dollywood. Holy shit! It's basement weekend. Ben, for not being a big music fan, you're really calling them this time. That's because this music was like, well, I suppose I was 12 when this video is, so I guess it doesn't explain it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know any of this shit. None. This is like this is like that. DDR and like kind of pop music. I mean, this is like everything you'd find on like uh, Kazaa. It was like the Kazaa <laughs> era. He noticed. I think we talked about this in the last one, Ben. He uses shit quality audio files. I mean, yeah, like they if were... you turn the uh, like if you turn the volume up, you can hear the audio degradation. Yeah, well, this was back oh. in the time when it was like downloading MP3s had first become a thing, but it was before anyone realized like, hey, audio quality actually matters. So the compression was right. like absurd. This is a really fun Dollywood video because there's like no park probably in America that has changed more since this time than Dollywood. Tennessee Tornado was the only major coaster at this time. Seriously, and they were showing like the slide winder and stuff. Yeah, that was a great ride. That was a really cool ride. Never got to go on it. Only time I've been to Dollywood was that one time for Gapsa in 2008. Yeah, how many? This park's built like seven coasters since this video. Something. Yeah, and they've replaced their kitty coaster and shit. That's a weird animatronic. They must be there for a press event or something because Dolly is talking in different locations. She she always shows up for their opening weekend, so that must be when it is. It's like notorious because Pigeon Forge is just, everything's total gridlock. Everybody's trying to see Dolly. 
well, I mean, I'm not even a huge country fan, but you know, that is Dolly Parton. He's awesome, awesome person. Tennessee Tornado, great ride, by the way. Really great ride. Never been on it. It's so good. I'm definitely one of those people who's like, oh my God, I can't believe Arrow went out of business right after this because they like perfected it. This, see, I think that was the first one that Alan Schilke worked on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really short, but it's just amazing. I've never been on uh, Alpen Slide. I've only been on one. It was this one. And I got stuck behind like this Amish girl who like wouldn't go. So I like didn't really get to go fast. Oh, I think man, there's a video uh, of me somewhere. I'd like to see it. Do you see that price? $19 for a bungee jump and the video. <laughs> wow. Boom. Rob just crashes into the mat. <laughs> Yeah, he can't do that shit anymore. <laughs> of course, right. riding a fucking kitty coaster. Look at this. Ugh. Gross. Can we agree as adults that is fucking gross? I would say it's humorous. Okay. It's humorous as a group of adults, but also still gross. I think it depends yeah. on the size of your I know a lot of people will still do that, so I'm not going to be too critical. But yeah, I don't really, I don't do it unless I'm with a big group, basically. And we yeah, don't anything like else. several people deep. All right, they're at Islands of Adventure now. I don't know if you're like me and never bought these DVDs a ki- as a kid, but you'll remember this one because it was one of those ones that was available for free. Wait, what? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, if you didn't buy the DVDs, they had a couple, like, available you could you could download and watch for free. Oh, yeah. I mean, thankfully, your favorite coaster sucks. The podcast is making all of this free, you know, 18 years after the fact, huh? Oh, I mean, you guys just brought this entertainment straight into my house at midnight on a Friday night. Well, this is this is great nostalgia, ain't it? It is a memory for sure. I don't know if I call it nostalgia. <laughs> I'm proud to have moved on from this time in my life, but it was a time. Hey, Rob got a bath. This was the time when Islands of Adventure was like the end all be all. It was pretty impressive like, when it opened. Yeah. It was always getting like number one theme park in the world stuff. I mean, they made a huge deal about it in the last one we reviewed from 2001. Yeah, when did when did it open? Like 99, 99. 2000? Yeah. Because I remember, actually, so I was in Chicago. New. They're like, what's that big like um, science museum in Chicago? It's science like, and science. Industry? Yeah, science and industry, when I went to Chicago in, I think, 98, maybe, it was before Islands of Adventure opened, they had a giant traveling exhibit on Islands of Adventure. Interesting. Now I'm, now I'm kind of, like, a little annoyed, because, like, it was clearly just a, like, paid-for promo for Islands of Adventure. 
Like it should well, not obviously. have been in that museum. Um, but at the time, it was awesome. They had like models of dueling dragons and like all these like video simulators and stuff. Oh my god, confrontation. That was so Zach, your audio echoed a few times on my end. So it was like oh. confrontation, confrontation, confrontation. Oh, it did not on mine. So they're at Halloween Horror Nights. Have you guys ever been to that? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Have you gone? I have not. I have a friend who goes every year and is like, he's like an evangelist for it. Yeah, like if you go, you're gonna want to go again. If you like ha- if you like Halloween events, you'll well, fucking I, love it. I don't really care. Like they don't. Not one. I don't really care for them one way or another. Like they're fine, but. Yeah, I mean, I just hear so much about this one. Well, if you don't really like Halloween events or like the macabre or horror in general, then then it's it's better than the rest. But I don't know if it'll like really do it for you, you know. Right. But if you actually like those types of things, I haven't been to one better. Although I'm hoping I can get to go to Haunt. I mean, that, that was kind of part of the plan for October. That's up in the air. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Halloween Horror Nights is dope. So they are now at Six Flags St. Louis. I don't like how they like jump around what time of year it is. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, at this point in time, it was, uh, Six Flags Mid-America, right? Was it? I think so. They just showed a sign that said that. Oh, okay. Very strange. Very strange. It must have been like right then. Unless they found an old sign that they were making fun of. Right, that may have been. Look at that. They haven't even changed all the signs yet. <laughs> Losers. Okay, so I got an incredibly amazing ride on Screaming Eagle last year. I've never been on it and had it be that fucking good. I didn't know that ride was that fucking good. So fun fact, I okay. did a 30-hour marathon on Screaming Eagle. Did you get any good rides on it? Yeah, when you've been running for like 25 straight hours and it's like 4 a.m., that motherfucker is screaming. You don't want it to be. You just want to go to sleep. But it was was flying. Was that for charity or something? It was the 30th anniversary, so it was 2006. Yeah, 2006, 30th anniversary. So they did. Yeah, I I think there was some sort of charity thing associated. It was more of a PR stunt. The charity part was bullshit, if any. It was like a PR thing. Um, Okay, well, that's still pretty cool. Yeah, do not recommend. That probably took years off my life. I would do it once. Yeah, worth doing once. Um, You'll get bruises in places you didn't know existed on your body. Oof. They were like, you gotta love how she's wearing the fucking X um, visor. A visor, damn. This was a time for visors. Yeah, I I definitely wore a visor back then. Yeah, I remember in 2002 wearing a visor upside down and backwards. Did anybody else do that? Uh, No. Yeah, I didn't take it that far. All right, well. I'm not saying I'm proud of everything I've done. That's the one. That one's a little embarrassing. 
<laughs> Wait, how old were you? How old I have a you? fucking. I was thirteen. Okay, was it a okay? I guess. But you're also talking to a guy with a juggalo tattoo, so like the definition of embarrassing is relative. Oh my god, Foghorn pushed over Rob Alvey. Oh my god, how f- Alyssa film this. <laughs> <laughs> It tells you something about the audience for this podcast that the embarrassing thing was not that someone rode a ride for 30 hours, but that someone wore their hat upside down and backwards. We know who our fucking audience is. <laughs> so they're at Magic Mountain now. FYI. And Rob was like, oh, for this one, we're going to play I'm Just a Girl because I love that song. It was Alyssa's pick. That's something I've always wondered. Who picks the music for these? I'm going to guess Rob has total creative control on this. That's probably true. I would assume you're correct. That and also the fact that like at the beginning of the video, it says Rob Alvey's coaster season. Yeah. So when they say film and edited by Alyssa Alvey, she just exported all that mini DV footage and categorized it for she Rob. Just, she just edited it all. <laughs> yeah, no, baby. I film it, and then I bring it home, and then you sit there on the computer and make it into videos. I'll tell you what song to use, and then you just make it work. <laughs> see, I could see him being the type to where he had to have full control over the editing. Or actually, you know what? He probably like let her edit a few and then he just took the whole project over, or like the video. He over. redid it. Yeah, he went and redid it. Yeah. Well, I actually remember one time, like when Powder Keg opened, where I was like chatting with him on fucking AIM because I'm an old person. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, that video is cool. And he was like, oh, that was Alyssa's video. Oh, so God. at some <laughs> point, she was doing videos of her own. Oh, did you oh, see Rock? Oh, Rock. Yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing. It's hilarious that he's in here, considering how private he is. He looked like he was like 10. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It should like, have been legal for him to be in this video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to need to sign a waiver. Hey, Ben. <laughs> Maybe we ought to get rock on here. <laughs> yeah, you should do that. <laughs> I don't know. We're having a hard time getting some of our old friends from the gap involved. Specifically Taco. And I you mean, know who I, you are if you're because I've heard you're listening. I've heard you're I don't listening. Who that is. That would be a guy who's on Facebook under the name Bradford. Oh shit! But oh, whose yeah. real well, name is James? Yeah. Well, and I'm I, not going to give any more detail than that because he's also a private individual. But yeah, absolutely. We know you're listening too. At least answer my Facebook messages, man. At least say no. At least answer well, the messages. <laughs> He's on Twitter as well, I can tell you. But if he's listening, I'll say, it. Ben, there's a certain story I told you before the broadcast about a certain park. Uh, that's who I was talking about. So it all comes full circle. Oh, okay. And the audience is like, great. The only thing we don't know what they're talking about. 
All right, so they're at Disneyland. This is when California Adventure was California Adventure. I think this was like right after, not too long after, right? Early 2000, 2000. Oh, I'm pretty sure they make fun of fat people in this one, which is so fucking funny. They love doing that. They constantly did that in these videos. I remember that. I remember on the website, too, there were times post pictures of like obese, obese people in the water park and stuff. Yeah, they always made fun of that woman who flew out of um, Perilous Plunge at Knott's. Oh, like that was yeah. like a constant uh, thing they would poke fun of. And it's like, well, now the Inman rides have killed like 20 people. It's like, well, clearly it wasn't that woman's fault. I just think it's hilarious how karma comes around. They made fun of fat people for so long, and now what does Rob look like? He looks like um, he looks like a baseball mitt. Yeah, that, when you're in your twenties or thirties, like fucking baseball mitt. <laughs> Definitely do not judge anyone's appearance when you're in your twenties or thirties, because like life happens, folks. Yep. Well, I just broke that rule. That's fine. He he opened himself up to it. I well, think. he did it first, so I guess. Yeah. I'm just proving a point that if you do it. It comes around to get you. Exactly. Like if you put fat people in your videos and joke about them for years and years, huh? You start getting kicked off of coasters in China because you can't fit. Weird. <laughs> oh my God. I can only imagine these, how these guys behave in another country. I, that's actually what I kind of annoyed me the most about them is the whole like very xenophobic sort of like, Oh, look how different things are. I'm sure it's Dummies. like every bad stereotype about Americans. They just reinforce. Oh yeah, absolutely. Loud, demanding, rude. Yeah. I think they had like a Japan trip video where they're just like at McDonald's every night. It's like, Oh my God. Japan, it's like the most amazing place to eat food on planet Earth. He was in Earth. seat 420. I'm taking a hit for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Done. But yeah, I remember that, too. They're in Japan, and they're eating McDonald's every night. Denny's. Yeah, they go to Denny's one time. They're like, ooh, we found a Denny's. <laughs> Look at all these appetizers we got. Makes me so irrationally angry. <laughs> Catch up. Oh my god, this is so funny. I'm gonna pick up this entire thing at the store. Alyssa, film this. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, these videos don't sell themselves. Seriously. Okay, so did you see those light the lighting package on this ride? It looks so early two thousands. Because this was like before LEDs were like common. See that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it looks that's pretty awesome though. Yeah. That shit looks retro. Of course. Vanessa Carlton. All right. I don't know what this shit park is they're going to, so I'm taking a two-minute break. I'll be right back. All right. Well, Ben, you and I went here in 2009 on our California trip. I remember this. And they had that uh, weird spinning coaster thing. We were there with partial friend of the show, Brandon. (laughs) Oh. 
Who's a true do, homie? We need, we need to do one of these with him. Yeah, maybe we'll do volume two with him. Okay, let's do it. Let's we'll do that for the next one. So Castle Park, a lot of footage of Rob's kids happening. Um, wow, they had a double shot. I think so. I don't remember that. I think that's just because we were only there for like twenty-seven minutes. That's, remember that's that? true. We rode the remember coasters like and we packed. were out. Yeah, we were packed and it was like, oh fuck! Like we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, because we did a lot that day. That was like the same day we did knots for morning and nighttime ERT, and we did Castle Park and we did the Santa Monica Beach Boardwalk. I thought we did something else too that day. Um, we did. Okay. So we did the boardwalk park. We did this park and then we did adventure city, that park that was down the oh, road. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then we, then we went back to knots. That's right. Yeah. It was a busy day. Cause that's, I mean, like distance wise, not far, but it's fucking Southern California. So, you know, right. yeah. And we were there with, uh, Two real good friends of the show. Well, no. Good friends of ours. Not exactly friends of the show. But good good homies. And we got to get Brandon on here. We'll, we'll get him on here. All right. So now they're suddenly at Hershey Park. That's, that makes sense. By the way, best bathrooms. My answer, by far, Hershey Park. If there's anywhere you need to drop some chocolate. Boom. It actually smells like chocolate in there. Not even kidding. <laughs> they like pump the smell in. That's the creepiest on ride photo I've ever seen. Right. Also, like, I don't know if like imagine <laughs> shit and chocolate. Like they make it, it work. Just, uh, I'm just telling you. You're just gonna have to trust me. <laughs> They've got like they've got the little nozzles spraying into the toilets after every flush. <laughs> Imagine just staring at like a bunch of Hershey Kiss like uh patterns as you're shitting. Like let's be honest, the difference between a Hershey Kiss and a poop emoji is two lines. Yeah, that's true. I remember when I went to Hershey Park, the two friends I was with went to go get the roller soaker credit while I waited with their shit. And then I went to get the credit while they waited with my shit. And that was a real big fucking hassle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't even ride it. When I went, because I was like, I don't want to have to change clothes or get soaked. That None of us changed clothes. We, we were just too cheap to buy lockers. <laughs> oh, we could rent a locker for 20 bucks. No, 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 no. Let's split up and take double the amount of time it would. <laughs> I remember those days. Isn't it weird? Is it, it's always funny when you think back, like, well, like how how uh, our friend and I, we did that entire West Edmonton mall trip and we had like less than 600 bucks or like 700 bucks in my bank account. Um, 
which is just weird to think about like doing a 10 day, like 6,000 mile road trip, you know, to like the West coast through Canada and like 700 bucks. Yeah. Well, I think about plus, this like, all the time including, on, I think about this on like Reddit now. Oh yeah. Somebody, somebody will like post on Reddit. They'll be like, we're doing a 10 day trip uh, to the Northeast in 2021 and we're hitting all these parks and like Knobles or something won't be on there. And I'll be like, well, you got to go to Knobles. It's like the best park in the world. And I'll be like, well, we have a Cedar fair pass. So we're going to Dorney instead. I'm like, so you're doing a 10 day vacation. We're staying in hotels and traveling across the country, but you're going to save like $35 to go to Dorney instead of Knobles. What the hell? That's that, that's that mainstream like, coaster life. It's like if you're spending that much money on a trip, just spend an extra thirty five bucks to go to like the far better park. Yeah, and then when you hear that Phoenix has been voted number one wooden coaster, we can all laugh at you for not going to ride it since you were fucking an hour away. Oh, oh exactly. Hold on, hold on. So see this POV, see this POV with that backwards car. Yeah. Okay, so in the, there's two there was two cuts of it. In the first cut they showed, it was this like it looked like this like Mormon or like super Christian family where they all they all have their hands up and it's on a really slow turn and they just look so robotic. Like it, it doesn't look <laughs> natural. Like they're like like they're acting like they're on a roller coaster. It just looked really funny. It was like the hey, typical Mormon family. I don't know Do if we Mormons even said that. Look natural doing anything? Do what? Do Mormons look natural doing anything? That's true. The narration. Like, I guess, mind I train, guess by the way. do Mormons look natural doing anything that involves having fun? I do got to say, though, I have a climbing friend. I've got, I got a climbing friend who's like straight up Mormon. And we've, we've gotten, we've done some fun trips. But he's lame. <laughs> we've done some fun trips, but fuck him. Well, I just mean like like he doesn't drink or smoke weed, so. See, I'm saying I've always heard don't bring one Mormon fishing with you because they'll smoke up all your cigarettes and drink all your beer. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> I think that, that applies to Southern Baptists as well. Oh my God, Britney Spears. You know Rob picked this one. Worlds this is, wait, of we'll fun. Worlds of fun. Oh, worlds of fun. Worlds of fun. Okay. You know what's really funny? So do you remember the documentary on Discovery Channel about um, when they built Steel Dragon 2000? Yeah, and they said they wrote this and they were like, we just want this bigger. Yeah, they were inspired by the ride. And look how slow that shit is going on those bunny hills. Hold on, but like the that one cut they showed, it was like crawling over the bunny hills. Yeah, none of these Morgans are that great. I do like Steel Force a lot, though. Yeah, Steel Force was like the better one, I think. But it does feel like all of them they like rode Magnum, and they're like, "Oh wow, we should do this, but engineer it so it's not cool." <laughs> We should reduce everything that's good about that ride. Right, we gotta iron all that out. What if instead of airtime, you just kind of crawled? 
Alyssa is a sexual predator with on the wacky worm. Her hands were visible. I mean, if you think about, especially during the era this video was made, the number of like 50 year old men from like ACE asking parents to like let them ride a kitty coaster with their children. Hey, like almost makes you want to like just get out of the whole hobby permanently. A little happier thought. I was just wondering about that (laughs) drop tower. Did you notice that like the, the piping didn't go the whole way up and the, like the actual vehicle stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And this ride looked crazy. This I didn't know this was still here in 2002. When did this get taken out? Um, 2004. Uh, Because I went in 06 and it was not there. I think it it was replaced by that spinning coaster, which maybe was built in 04 or 05. They did not enjoy it. It looked pretty rough. It looks it's fun, really but it, like more so than any other arrow. Like that one looks bad. <laughs> and have you ever seen a video of this ride opening year? This looked like it was a badass ride, and then they fucked it up. Yeah, I've heard people say that about a what is it, Timberwolf, right? For those yeah. not watching, this was closed when I went. I didn't get to ride it. It was a piece of shit when I wrote it. Ben, you were there. Yeah, and like you could sense that it was a good ride. Like there were still some good pops of air in the back seat, but it was like three trim brakes and kind of rough. Well, all right. That was worlds of fun, apparently. Oh, oh. Oh, here we go. Stark Raven Matter 2. This is my first coaster enthusiast event. This is one year before everything changed for coaster enthusiasts. Yeah. I I don't. So I was talking a bit about this. I don't know if you were on Zach, but I. So this was my first coaster event. My, my family drove out to the Midwest just to let me go to stupid amusement parks, including this event. And I told that I remember after the first night we like went to dinner or breakfast or something, and I said like somebody's gonna die at this event, and they fucking did. It the park went from one extreme to the other. They went from like extreme lax to a fault to like kind of extremely strict to a fault in my view. But this was like the glory days when it was just like a big family and like this like love affair between the park and the coaster enthusiasts and they would let you do whatever you wanted on the rides. But I think I rode Raven one click in the back seat. Oh yeah. I know that guy. I think I rode Raven like one click in the back seat and I like landed on the back of the seat and I was like, Oh my God, this is actually dangerous. (laughs) Did you see Mike Parker too? Was he in there? Yeah, but he wasn't participating. He was just kind of standing in the background, like staring. Seems at the like camera. him. Yeah, he seems like a standing in the back, staring at everybody. Kind of oh, guy. One click. 
and then like randomly awkwardly laugh when everyone laughs at the same time. <laughs> oh, this was. Did you guys hear about this ride, Zimbabwe, when it opened? Yeah. No. So they had to change the weight limit for this ride. They had to like cut it in half because during so Stark Raven Mad, this was the new ride, Zimbabwe, their new slide. They had ERT, and there was a raft of like four acers. I think Rob Ulrich was one, and it like folded in half because it was going so fast and like everybody smashed together and they like changed the weight limit on the ride after this event. That's surprising. But my big memory from this event, cause it was my first one and it really got me into like enthusiast events. I was on the last train of the night on Raven. And when we came onto the brake run, they had turned all the lights off in the station on the brake run. It was pitch black everyone all the attendees were in the station and they let the train just come through without the brakes catching at all and everybody like high five and then we went through for another run nice just saw the shit that like they would never never do now oh astroworld there's the visor so this was apparently actually kind of a cool park before it got fucked up. Apparently, I mean, I you, did you ever see that? Um, wait, was this the park that had that Joker, the uh, like the backwards? That was uh, New Orleans. Okay, oh, that's awesome though the the twist, Ultra Twister. Oh. Or one of the okay, one of the coasters here. I I I could have sworn that one of the coasters here had like a fun house. Maybe it was a cyclone. Maybe it was a cyclone that had. Oh, the there fun you go. There was that. Hold on to your ears. <laughs> that actually looked like a really bad SLC just from that one clip. You can always tell by how bad they're like. Everyone's legs are like shaking side to side. And people from Houston have a like tremendous amount of nostalgia for Astroworld. Yeah, no, also no that, kidding. There's a whole Travis Scott album. About yeah, it. I was about to say. Yeah, that Astroworld album. Um, yeah, it sounds like it's a real loss. And of course, shameless plug: we did have Johan Lennox, who's uh, who's worked with uh, Travis Scott. On a couple episodes, go check those out. Thanks. Got to get that plug in. What's up, Johan? Did you see that fucking Schwarzkopf, the Texas tornado, the thriller? Yeah, man. Fuck. Wasn't that Zonga? Yeah. 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 Is is that totally like gone scrap now? Or did it move somewhere? I think it, I think it went to like Mexico or... Maybe it was Mexico. I know it went somewhere. I'm going to let you know. I'm looking it up. Huh. I've just learned it operated in Sweden for a time before that. I did not know that. Damn. Uh, yeah, it it operated in Mexico until 2014, and then it closed. Oh shit! Sorry, Ben. Damn. Yeah, that's a shame. 
Okay, so they made a full video for Del Grosso's, really? Yeah, that's like a 20-minute park. Yeah, as I recall, that park had a wild mouse and a wacky worm. <clears throat> oh, and it's spaghetti like the, sauce. Yeah, that's like the tomato sauce people, right? It's like the company, isn't it? Very yeah. weird. They're here doing everything. They out here hitting the water park with the kids and shit. I don't think that coaster was there when I went. There's the visor. Whoa. Remember A lot of water park footage happening here. Hey, remember uh, the... Did you ever ride the speed slides at... Or whatever, the two racing... Soak City slides, you know, like the triple down. Yes, where you got crazy airtime. Yeah, I remember that. That was when I first went to Cedar Point. I think I rode those. It was terrifying. Oh my god, those are so good. Well, now they're at Lake Mont. Oh, this pisses me off. When I went there, Loop the Dips was not running. I don't know if it'll ever run again. Honestly. I mean, I know it's cool. It's like, look, it's the world's, or whatever, the oldest wooden coaster ever. I'm glad I got on it in 08. Because, yeah, I don't think it'll ever run again either. Because it hasn't run, what, since then? I mean, they could RMC it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like 70 tiny little three-foot bunny hills. That would be the most RMC ride ever. You're just bouncing up and down. <laughs> um, okay, so there used to be a PBS um, show about old classic amusement parks. And it had like this park and yeah. um, like Lakeside and Lakeside, I want to yeah. say like Canobles yeah. in there. Canobles. Playland. Yeah. Right? Playland. Yeah. That was a foundational TV show for me. Yep. Yep. It was always on like weird times. Like I, I'm pretty sure for like seven months of my life, I would turn on PBS at like very specific times every single day to see if I could catch it. And then, like, once it showed up, I would, like, shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this is when Krypton... It's so weird seeing these rides is, like, kind of new. Especially Krypton Coaster. Fiesta, Texas, for those not watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Poltergeist... So, that Poltergeist Spaghetti Bowl is actually really good. And it's ha- it hasn't aged um, really. Take care of it. People always say this is like the nicest Six Flags part. Oh yeah, it totally is. I would agree with that. Yeah, I thought uh, Six Flags Mexico was pretty nice, though I will say. But this one looks cool. Well, that one I really want to go. 
So Six Flags Mexico, that used to be owned by the same company that owns like Port Aventura, right? I don't know. That would make sense, though. It definitely has a higher quality on all the older rides. Yeah, then Six Flags bought it for like 50 bucks. Sounds about right. Oh, yeah, it was Reino, Reino Aventura. But I do know that this park gets hot as shit in the summer, so go early. Yeah, it, does, it seems like the, ti- the time to go to Texas parks would be like November or like March or something. February. Are they open then? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that's we had our first Your Favorite Coaster Sucks meetup right here at uh, Fiesta, Texas. Just a couple months back in February. Although it does feel like it was about 10 years ago at this point. It does. But that was actually February. And you know what? We'll say it again. Shouts to our listeners who showed up. Uh, Dan, Nick, um, Tristan. Great to meet you guys. Thanks a bunch for coming out. We had a blast. Who knows when the fuck we'll all be able to get back to parks together again. Yeah, it's weird thinking like being at that park at the time and like making coronavirus jokes and like look what happened. Shit got real. We were all cocky. I mean, I was in the Vegas airport coming back from uh, this trip to go to work in Sacramento. And like, I'll never forget this old dude walks out of the stall. Like he, he, you see, you hear this nasty shit sound. And then like 60 seconds later, the door opens, fixes his belt, coughs just openly straight, like standing straight up, walking, just, <laughs> looks into the mirror, fixes his hat, doesn't wash his hands. just like walks right out. I'm like, well, we're fucked. <laughs> Great adventure. Six Flags Great Adventure. One of my home parks now. When was the last time you were there? Uh, October, I think. I'm a pretty big Great Adventure hater, I gotta say. I mean, what is it like nowadays? I mean, is it... Like, what's the overall status of it? I mean, Six Flags has improved their game a lot, I think, but it's still just like it's a disaster of a park. It's like if you had someone play roller coaster tycoon for the first time and like design a park, I feel like it's the kind of thing you'd come up with. It just like spreads in all directions with no logic. You can't find half the shit. There's a bunch of cloned rides. El Toro is great though. I think overrated, which gets me into trouble. Look how bad that transition is of that. Like dive loop on that Togo Viper. Did you guys ever get to ride one of those Togo Ultra Twister rides? I didn't. I, d- I never did either. The first time I, I hope I can it, make it to Japan and get on one at some point. Yeah, they have tons. Yeah, they have, a they, bunch they of have them. one there. Yeah, we went to okay, Japan. So- we just we didn't go to many parks. Okay, so remember we were talking about there is an era of roller coaster design that um will never come back 
I actually disagree. You can go to not Japan, but in uh, China, if you do like an international trip, and and actually some of Japan, like because Japan has the Togos, and then China has all the knockoff uh, coaster manufacturers. See, so there's actually probably a lot of like kind of accidental good rides that might be top tens. I don't know, or they're shit. Like all those knockoff yeah. SLCs that look brutal. Yeah, I mean, most of it looks brutal, to be honest. But yeah, you could be right. Gravity Group is doing the, or they did all those big projects out there, too. Yeah, they've done a ton of work out there. Yeah, that's sort of like the still like the mystery land to me. It's just I don't even know how to begin with like how exploring China is so huge. But I mean, that's definitely it's definitely on my list of places to go. Like, I, I honestly think that that could be like the trip that would revitalize exploring roller coasters because everything is so unique over there, and just sort of like a little surreal with how you know like just how some of the rides are. Yeah, it's tough in a place like that. Like Japan was sort of like we just we didn't go to many parks because there's just so much to do there that I almost didn't want to like waste a lot of the time on parks, which sounds weird, especially for this podcast, but Right, yeah. Well there's a lot of stuff that's uh, you know, pretty important culturally there. Yeah. Outside of the parks. Exactly. I mean, so this is this is when Titan was I think new. Or it was open for one year. I don't remember when Titan opened. I think it was like one year after Goliath, right? Yeah, oh one, I think. Yeah, maybe? yeah. Never been to any Texas parks. Been to Austin, but no parks. That's the big missing piece for me. I feel like these Texas videos, he really got into the idea of like synchronizing cuts to the music. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, that would be way cooler. The like quick jump cuts to the like drums. Although I would say Shockwave is God. Oh, I want to go on that so bad. I love Mindbender. I really want to go on Shockwave. Shockwave is God. Yeah, this is like a short. This is a good park for a Six Flags park. I think it's what's cool about this one is like everything is very intentional because it was like the first Six Flags park. So everything is kind of consistent. It's a cool park, although the layout's really confusing. Oh my God, the Cubot. Forgot about the Cubot. Yeah, when did, they had that for a while, I think. Oh no, they still have it. They had it at Great America for a while too, but it was uh, wireless. There's those corn nuts ads you were talking about, John. Yeah, 
All right, see, I wasn't crazy. The like overwhelming promotions in Six Flags parks drives me up the wall. I'm like, just charge me ten dollars more to get into the park, and just don't have like the side of the El Toro trains looking like a Kia, a Kia Soul. I'll just I'll pay ten dollars more to not have that. How about that? You know what's funny? I'm pretty sure uh, Zach, our friend John, made that same exact reference. What corn nuts? No, no, no. Calling like calling the ad wrapper on coaster trains, like making the ride look like a Kia. Oh yeah, that sounds like something that that's wait, that, he's a he's that's a friend not a of joke. the show. That's not a joke. The no, it, side of the El Toro train is a Kia Soul. <laughs> there is literally a decal that makes it look like a Kia Soul. Oh, oh shit. Oh I see. Literally Kia. Okay. I wish I was like making a joke, but that is like very literal. Oh fuck! The one train has it and one doesn't because they did like a TV shoot at the park, so they took the decals off one of the trains. That's so stupid. What park are we at now? <laughs> um, knots. Oh, not Spirit Farm. Stan, check it. What happened to that guy? Is he still running SNS? I think so. Vertigo. Remember when the ship fell over at some point? He seems like actually like a fun fun guy in real life. Like, maybe. Yeah, definitely. A guy who got to do his dream job. Right. Like, Thrill Seeker lives in the middle of Utah, probably like mountain bikes and shit. Yeah. You just get to like build cool stuff out on like your giant lot. I heard they used to staple the shit out of people at knots at this time. Oh, yeah. I think they make fun of it in the video, too. Well, was there a reason for it? Like, did somebody fall out of a Cedar Fair coaster around this time? This was, this was, I think, after the Perilous Plunge death. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. They make fun of that woman, I think, in this video, maybe. Maybe it's not this video, but there's definitely, I definitely remember them making fun of that and being like, okay, cool, guys. Oh, this was back when they could actually attend Ace events. Was that Rock again? Oh my god, was <laughs> Oh my god. I think yeah, I think it was. I mean, this is like the very very early days sneak peek of what it's going to be like with a generation of people growing up with like video cameras on them all the time oh right yeah and in 20 years you're going to be like oh my god why does that exist wow those restraints on perilous puns look like a cluster it's paul rubin that is paul rubin you guys thought he was dead i thought he was dead ben didn't say it i did (laughs) 
<laughs> Paul Rubin is amazing. alive. Birds aren't real, but Paul Rubin is alive. That was my favorite moment on the entire show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is dead. You know, I haven't emailed him yet about coming on the show. Do you think I should? I absolutely think you should. Hey, he's such a narcissist that maybe he would do it. Yeah, he's pretty old now, too. He's been doing this a long time. He might be like kind of chill about it now. You never know. Oh, God, it'd be a mistake. He like he takes it so seriously that he's like, well, for the 2020 season, I think that uh, these parks will be doing a great job. And I went to this park and they're like, you know, almost like too professional. <laughs> he's still calling everything well, his number one coaster, up. even though he hasn't even been on one in like 10 years. Ben, you know what the strategy is if that's the case, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we just we just go. So how do you feel about George Floyd? <laughs> <laughs> disconnected I uh, I have a lot I want to say about this um, so they're at Disney World now <laughs> oh, did, you, did you see that did we uh, even introduce which DVD you were watching people are like what the hell is happening hopefully they're keeping up you yeah remember the beginning we're watching volume 3 no, we mentioned it because Zach started with the wrong one. Remember? Yeah, oh, and we're yeah. going to keep that in because it's comedy fucking gold. <laughs> People who are looking forward to Europe are going to be pissed. You're going to need to go back and do that one later. It was that visor again. That X visor has gotten a lot of mileage for sure. Do you remember when the Disney monorails collided? That was because that was a pretty big deal, right? Yeah, I mean, the kid driving the train died. Yeah, that's so crazy. Wasn't that like 07 or 08? Yeah, I think so. Did you see that woman was wearing that like fuck Jerry paper cup like sweatshirt? On Tower of Terror, it looked like a woman was wearing a white sweater. Or like sweatshirt, but it had the like that like paper cup with like the purple and blue, you know, swish in it. Whatever you call it. Totally lost. Uh. See, there's not much to comment on here. I get that why you guys like don't talk about Disney on the show because it's like, all right, Disney, we all know about it, right? We get it. There's so many Splash Mountain, about cool. It. Yeah, well, that's how I feel with this video. It's like, all right, Splash Mountain, great, we've all seen it. Yeah. Well, you see that Tim Tracker is like a big racist. Oh, we're going there. Yeah, Tim Tracker's racist as fuck. Sorry, no idea who that is. Sorry if you're out there fucking defending him, but fuck you. He's a racist fuck. And if he wasn't racist, he'd have had the fucking balls to say black people or black lives matter or something in his apology video. Was this some Disney guy? Yeah, 
Yeah, he's like a Disney. He's like probably one of the bigger Disney vloggers. Yeah, he's like one of the biggest ones. He gets shit sponsored by Disney. <laughs> well, he did, it sounds like. Maybe not anymore. Well, hopefully, hopefully. Look, I'm going to stay out of it because I his fans are crazy and they've doxed people. So I don't want to say too much here. Well, well shit, they probably haven't made it two hours and 20 minutes into this, so you're probably clear. So, shit, though, you should probably edit that out because we don't want to incite anything. Per- I'll just I'll just reverse his name. Tim Tracker <laughs> is racist. Tim Tracker is racist. Tim Tracker is racist. As someone not regularly part of the show, I definitely want you to incite something. Cool. Well, you can sit on the sidelines and watch while uh, your favorite coaster sucks. Burns to the ground. Podcaster found dead in Chicago. That's only good for What if he hires Rocco as a hitman? Oh, my God. It wouldn't surprise me if they worked in cahoots. Is this fucking video still going? How long is this fucking thing? But now they're at Bush Gardens. If anybody is still listening to this, God help you. At this point, I'm just like, I hate him so much. I got to say, I'm now that I'm rewatching this, I was like, I think this was always my least favorite of the DVDs. Because the parks like weren't really interesting. Yeah, There's like nothing- what was up with that dude at Carowinds? Hey, who was that loser like in the backseat of that coaster? Yeah, for some reason this one's like just really not hidden the same way. Yeah, like um the parks aren't really interesting either, and like the video overall looks very it's like very non-vibrant. You know what I'm talking about? Like it looks very dingy. <laughs> low, like low quality, like hyper compressed. Very yeah. few, like very low, very low on the colors. That's all those like little uh, digital camcorders were at that time. What were those things I had one? It was like a Sony something. Ooh, wide angle lens. Oh yeah, everybody had to buy the fish islands for the POVs. I will say that the fish islands the fish islands though like literally like made made or break POVs. Yeah. Like there is nothing worse than watching someone's mini DV camera footage of an with a non wide angle lens where you can only see like eighty percent of the track at a time. Oh my god, Adam Revez, I still see him all the time. What's funny is like ninety percent of the people in these videos, like what happened to them? Never haven't seen them since. I mean, probably they were at the stage that maybe we were in in our late twenties, mid twenties. You know, it just it just hit oh, me that there, there he was, there he was, the one and only. It doesn't just everybody that, else in this in this credits video. And that Justin Adams guy looks like the fucking Sonic commercial guy. How many of these guys would you go? I'm not surprised if you found out they were convicted of some sort of sexual crime. Most of them. Uh, yeah. 
All right, Rock is coming up. There, there he is. is. Holy shit, he's so young. Oh, Rob There's the Orr. current pro- president of Ace. Rob, great guy, by the way. I'll just put a plug in for him right now. I campaigned for Rob Ulrich to be president of Ace. Great guy. For Best sure. We like, we like Rob. Not not the Rob, Rob who made Ulrich. this video. Rob Ulrich. A different we'll Rob. Be clear. The good Rob. Yes, we like Rob Ulrich, who is the current president of Ace. He's he's good dude. All right, man. Holy shit. Did it feel like they were stretching for content? What? Oh, yeah. Did it feel like they were stretching for content in that video? Oh, yeah, definitely. That was rough. I can't believe you guys watched two of those in like a week. Oh, thankfully, we've been on a recording schedule. It's a little different. So we watched that first one probably about a month ago now that I'm thinking about it. All right. Good. That makes me feel a little better. Good Lord. I couldn't have taken shit. If it, if we would have done two of these in a couple of weeks. Oh, good God. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I was grabbing beer. Yeah, I agree. This is a fun, this is a fun thing to do every couple of episodes. But holy I mean, shit! But like it's parks a aren't time open. Well. Yeah, I mean parks aren't open, so like it's still cool to kind of do something a little different. Yeah, you guys got a lot of air to fill. Every every six months, do a Mount Olympus episode. <laughs> yeah, we've we've still been doing weekly episodes throughout everything. Well, I and like, it. hey, I think, I think, I think even Slater joked how like we wouldn't last a couple of months. So, I do think it would be cool if you guys did a periodic Mount Olympus episode until they send you a cease and desist letter. Like, I think you should just <laughs> well, aim for that. I don't think those Yelp reviews are ever gonna stop, so I'm all on board for that. Every every like show needs its like nemesis, and like clearly Mount Olympus is yours. That's because this is like an ethical battle, like or or a I don't know what you would want to call it, but like, well, this yeah, a, this, this all stems from a, me calling them out for saying they were going to be open despite the state saying everything had to close, and then their social media team. The the social media manager using their personal account to come onto the R account to start a fight with us. Yeah. Well not I mean not only that, but just their their park business model is so like it's so like sketchy and like shitty, you know? Like I feel like they're just a very unethical business. But let's be honest, Ben, if they never picked a fight with us. We probably would have never been. I think it would have been. I think it would have come out eventually, but I, I, yeah, I suppose. Because, like, we're generally pretty positive about the parks that we talk about here on this show, 
because we like parks. We like rides. You know, we're going to be enthusiastic about them because we're fucking enthusiasts. But if your park fucking blows, where your favorite coaster sucks, we're going to tell you. I mean, if you sell tickets that hide <laughs> non-refundable, like, you, fuck you. Or if you have misleading biz- like sales tactics on your website, fuck you. Yeah, so, fuck you, Mount Olympus. Fuck them. Like you, like that. The, the the funny thing though is like if they actually gave a shit, that park would be fucking amazing. Like you know what I'm saying? They can make even more money than they are now. Like they're like they're making money through the like pinching every penny model. And being a, a like a magnet for attractions of the area, but if they actually gave a shit, they could turn that shit into like Cedar Point because of like where it is and just kind of the pull it has on the region. I mean, not not as big as Cedar Point, but you know what I mean. Like it's they could do some crazy shit there. Are you listening, but, Olympus? Cedar Point, get it done. <laughs> Are you listening? Any other park operator in the country? Please buy Mount Olympus and get it out of the hands of the people who own it. I bet that'll happen. It's extremely though. profitable. Like way more profitable they, than it is now. They like, own like every hotel in the area. Come on. Yeah, right. They're oh man, like imagine like destroy the town. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm pretty saying. Pretty soon like, they're going to control the municipal government of Lake Delton. I'm sure that's already a thing. <laughs> yeah, like no, for real. I I have a lot of passion about this topic. I I think that they are so under utilizing what they have, and it's really sad. Like, here's a question, Ben. You're from Wisconsin. Mount Olympus is basically the reflection of Wisconsin for most coaster enthusiasts. So how does that make you feel? <laughs> I mean, no, I don't know. I, I would actually, you know what? I would say that like 70% of the population lives within an hour and a half of Great America. So I would disagree with that. Like if you like Milwaukee and Madison, or I guess not Madison, but in Milwaukee, you're closer to Great America than Mount Olympus. You're dodging the question. I said to most coaster enthusiasts, that is the reflection of Wisconsin. I guess. Yeah. Because if coaster enthusiasts are going to Wisconsin, if they aren't going to the Dells, where are they going? Bay Beach? Little America? Oh, really? oh I, misunderstood, I misunderstood your statement. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty true. So, so how does that make you feel? That to like coaster people around the world—that's what they think of Wisconsin. I mean, it's at least like oh, like it's a scenic place in the country. Like, it's not, you know, at least there's that. I don't know. I think to me, Mount Olympus was summed up once when I went there as a fucking teenager. And there was a group of guys riding Cyclops in the back row who all had glasses of beer in their hands, like plastic (laughs) glasses, but like, you know, 
dispatch the ride and they come back and they all still have glasses of beer on their in their hands and they all cheered too of course when it dispatched like that that really sums up mount olympus to me i mean now it sounds awesome okay. i've just totally changed my opinion like I always say, it's like like for me, it was like Millennial Action Park. And it's still kind of, in some ways, is kind of like that. Totally. I see that. I like, I mean, I also sat on the rail of Hades because, you know, why not? And who the fuck would stop me? Right. And like that, there's that main entrance area where you can literally touch the track of Cyclops. It's it's like next to the path, like literally right next to the path, right next to a big sign that says no insurance. Right at your own risk. I wonder if I don't I, I haven't seen that sign in a while, so I wonder if it's still anywhere, but it used to be on like one of the ticket windows. Yeah, like, um, yeah, it just kind of sucks that that park is like it. It actually reminds me of a park that you'd build in Roller Coaster Tycoon Three, soaked. And then you're like, "Fuck this park, I quit." But you it try still to ride keeps one. going. No, but you it still ride- keeps going with no management. And that's <laughs> what it is now. More years. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it is now. You built all the rides, and you're like. All right, fuck it, I'm done. You try to but ride a water. The, I was gonna say, you the try to ride the water slide and your game runs at like two frames per second. <laughs> the bottom of the screen is just popping up alerts every ten seconds about maintenance is needed here. The grass hasn't been cut. The flowers haven't been watered. Well, it's still profitable. Well, hey, the trick at Mount Olympus is we only have one train for every coaster, so they can never collide with each other. Yeah, that's that. That was so funny because I was there for an ACE event, and somebody asked the question, and I was like, "Are you guys ever going to go to get two trains?" And he's like, "Uh, well, no, we we uh, we just never want an incident where two trains could collide, so we never wanted that <laughs> issue." And. Um, and then maybe maybe it's because he doesn't trust his ride operators. Like that's also the other part of it. Like ride operators, he doesn't trust his fucking maintenance department to program the shit properly to run two trains. That's true. That's what that fucking answer means. He doesn't trust the fucking maintenance workers to program the fucking thing right, let alone the ride operators. Yeah, that's true. He's just like like the maintenance worker. He's just like, you sure this is legal to work? And the maintenance worker's like, well, I do work for the state, so. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Oh, man. You sure this is going to get the stamp from the state? Uh, how much do you have in cash today? Yeah, Wisconsin doesn't seem like a state where it takes much effort to get your ride certified just gonna yeah, go ahead what, and say that what department oversees the inspection of rides in wisconsin it's it- it's agriculture oh, i thought it was the department of bribery <laughs> no nah, the 
for but from what I heard from my uh my my friends who farm that actually it's like for they get farm equipment certified, it's actually kind of a pain in the ass. Um Yeah. Most most states it is agriculture, I think, which is like pretty random. Well, for whatever it's worth, when Son of Beast had that big accident, Ohio's Department of Agriculture, who was in charge of inspecting roller coasters, said we are not roller coaster engineers. <laughs> Don't do know if that. that applies across the board in all states, but I'm going to take that as a pretty big hint. <laughs> well, no. So the Department of Agriculture is the closest thing to ride operators because of like farm machinery, combines, tractors, like all the fucking pumps and, and conveyors and all that. Like, like honestly, that makes. <clears throat> that makes total sense, but closest to isn't very good when closest to when it comes to rides could mean the difference well, of life and death. Cause like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. okay. No, the big, the big difference between those two is that farm equipment does not move people. Whereas roller coasters move a lot of people very frequently. I and at like ten times the speed. Right. No, I get what you're saying. Like, of any department, they are definitely the most qualified of any existing one. But that doesn't like closest doesn't mean right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know, say there wasn't a Department of Education and you had to resort that. You wouldn't want to be like, well, Department of Agriculture is the closest. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 tavern, the Tavern League, the state's Tavern League should oversee public schools. <laughs> That's actually something that would happen in Wisconsin, too. Yeah, I mean, none of this is a stretch to think about, to be honest. That's true. That's true. Um, oh, wait. Actually, I was going to say, speaking of one more random Wisconsin thing, there's a um, there's these group of guys that do, like, VHS movie reviews. And, like, um, there's this, like, really popular Star, Star Wars review. Um, what the fuck is it called? Hold on. I feel like Jonathan is the only person that would know what this Good is. Good content right uh, here. Good um, content. Red, red, letter, red Letter Media. Oh, I actually, yeah, I actually do know what you're talking about. Okay. He does that, like, review of uh, episode one, I think. Or he just, like, tears it apart for two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy's hilarious, actually. They have a whole series called, uh, it's like Best of the Worst, where they just, go through VHS collections and watch like the worst VHS things they could find. It's pretty good. There's no plugging here. Just, I just wanted to bring that up because it's Wisconsin related. You know what else is in Wisconsin? What? Uh, I thought I I had something, but I guess I don't. I I can't name anything. Um, yeah, probably, probably a lot of Illinois residents because 
you know, Wisconsin was like, okay, COVID-19 is done. Bars are open. Come flood them, guys. Oh, the, you know that you know that was intentional because they know they could pull everybody from Chicago up there. I mean, Wisconsin, it, I feel like a lot of Wisconsin's income is just tourism from Illinois. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say that Illinois residents weren't being dumbasses and going up there, but also shame on Wisconsin. Yeah. No, they're they're really disappointing me. Like and the sad thing is is like I'm sure all my friends back home are like making fun of me for being like ultra lib in Washington, but it's like uh can't really compare the two places. I'm very happy here. <laughs> Wait, you didn't want to keep going to that one gay bar in Kenosha? Uh club icon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so they used to have this gross bus that would pick people up in Milwaukee and bring them to the bar. So you like get on this party bus and it was fucking disgusting. And then you sat on the freeway for like 30 minutes or (laughs) whatever to go to this fucking club in the middle of nowhere off the interstate. And then you get in there and there's like a cover charge and something. And like, it's just like the worst people. Yeah. Was it like an actual anyway. party bus with like couches and shit, or was it just like a glorified school bus? Oh, it was a it was a school bus with like, you know, a disco ball, and they would play like Madonna, and you know, the, there was like a glow stick taped to the front of the bus. You know, <laughs> I just remember when I worked at Six Flags, like a lot of because I worked in shows, so a bunch of the people I knew would want to go party there. Really? After like working at the park, drive the f- up yeah, there? Yeah, because it's only like a half hour drive from Gurney. Actually, you know, it's probably like twenty minutes. I suppose. Yeah, not maybe not even half an hour because that's right there by like the Woodman's and that creepy yeah. fucking porn shop yeah. and the Brat Stop, which I I did go and party at one time. There is superb video. That's that's what I was thinking of. And there's a Texas Roadhouse there. Golden Corral. White Castle. Okay, we're being Wisconsin as fuck, and I'm not even from there. <laughs> oh, man. We were at that Golden Corral in White Castle for one of my birthdays. Yeah, imagine that. Like, hey, let's just both drive 45 minutes to an hour and meet at a Golden Corral. Because and- it's my birthday. <laughs> Wait, Jonathan, did you ever do Golden Corral? Remember, wait, what was remember hey. East of Chicago? I don't know about that. Golden Corral is a North Carolina company. Okay, that's not surprising. Yeah, it was. Uh, I my biggest Golden Corral memory. I mean, let's be honest, it's my only one. I hope it, I hope I don't have multiple. Uh, <laughs> total sidetrack. When I was in high school on the cross-country team, we went to Raleigh, which is about three hours away, for a cross-country meet. Overnight trip. High school is getting to stay in a hotel. Big deal. The night before, we stop at Golden Corral. What's better to eat before a running race than the Golden Corral buffet? Unlimited, like, just a total disaster. I mean, just the biggest mistake a coach could possibly make. Just, I'll never forget it. That's how big of a mistake it was. 
did he tell you disaster. to carbo load or anything or was it just oh there were no instructions it was the ribs the cuts of meat the dessert, there's like a fountain of like a chocolate fountain or something. Cause like I'd almost give them a pass if there was strategy behind it. Oh, there was no strategy. But if it's like all out warfare, then you're going to end up with fucking kids with their head in the chocolate fountain. Oh, it was a mess. It Golden exactly Corral is hot garbage, by the way. Oh, it's so yeah. Like, Any most buffets are. Let's be honest. I think the only buffet I would still eat at, even post COVID, is like maybe a Vegas one that only had like stations. You're right. Like right. no self service, but also like Vegas. Yeah, because they're kind of like subsidized a little bit to like get you there to well, spend the money elsewhere. The food is actually so like, like good quality. Yeah, the food's like not hunk of shit that came in a frozen bag, like like at like old country buffet. You're like, what the fuck? This pizza came from a bag. What the fuck is wrong with? <laughs> yeah, that some of that shit's pretty bad. At a, like, I remember going to old country buffet. Like, I don't know. I wasn't that old. I was maybe like 19, 20 when I thought it was gross. Like, which is, it's, it seems kind of young. Cause, oh my God. We went to CC's so many fucking times. Oh, yeah. that place. I mean, the, it charged you like $2 all you can eat. Well, remember with our Cedar Point discount, it was like two fifty. dollars How are, and then, how am I okay, still okay, alive? But, but but you do remember East of Chicago, right? Vaguely, yeah. Oh god, because that, that that's what we that's what we filled up on when we did that uh, blackout Bushmills day. Oh my god! So I mean, because what happened was we ate, all, we ate all that pizza, which was like a bunch of bread and carbs, and then we drank a bottle of whiskey, and I think what happened was like. The bread absorbed all the alcohol, and then when we rode Shockwave and Magnum, it like shuck it, so it was like time release alcohol. So we all got like blacked out. I certainly blacked out. I don't remember shit. You like licked the Magnum control panel window, and um, I'm told we rode go karts, and that's what I'm told. I do remember that because we rode we rode at Trimless, and like I'm pretty sure we were like standing up and shit. Oh yeah, I mean, Trimless Magnum, boy, that's those are great days, great days. When the operator could just turn the trim brakes off. Okay, I, I gotta say this. I gotta say though, so oh, so apparently with the trim brakes, um, it's not manual anymore; it's automatic. But I guess because it's automatic, you're almost guaranteed trimless rides in the morning and in the evening. So, like, because it's automatic, you actually get more trimless rides out of it. Right. So, but I still, I still remember, I never thought I would actually forgive you for this for like a day. Um, Remember when we did Magnum Ride Night and we got really fucked up? (laughs) I know what you're going to say. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I fucking Go ahead. knew this it. A dark time, dark time in my life, folks. Just gonna put that out there. I fucking knew it. Why the fuck did she bring? I was like, why are you bringing your purse on the ride? Like, like, and then of course, fucking lost it. It was like a little purse with like a phone in it and stuff. And then like, I was too. I felt too bad for her. And then you ran off with uh, whatever that girl that girl was that like Ohio girl. I was just like, you stay. Thanks, Ben. Good job. You stay with her while she gets her Garcia. <laughs> and then you leave me on the you leave me at the park and like the it was like the last bus and shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I do remember that. You were. Uh, I think that was the only time that whole summer you were actually legitimately angry at me. Felt a little bad about that. Not hugely bad, but a little bit. It was a tinge of guilt. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty mad. It was like a day, though. I was like, uh. Yeah, well, like you said, time moves fast. To your point. Well, Imagine I'll, what it would be my- like. We should make a commitment in like our 40s. We should all. Okay, you know what would be a fucking blast? You know what we should do? We should all apply at Cedar Point, all right? And take like one week off of work over, or even if it was over like a long holiday weekend, right? And so, oh like, my God, us, I see where you're going, and it's uh, it's amazing. We, we work there for just one week, a and week. then we all process out and just leave. Yeah. Just cause like total week. havoc. Like, I don't even need to collect a paycheck. Exactly. Like I won't it's even process like, out. I'll just leave and never come back. Like they'll just be like, "Where is he?" And after like a couple of weeks, they'll be like, "I guess he's gone." Seriously, we can like I've wanted to do this for a while, but like it needs a little cooperation. I think that'd be actually that is really amazing. Fun. It's just an amazing yeah. idea. Well, I'll live like we'll all make sure we're living in the same area and commons and like. You do. You get to do the orientation. You don't get to work. You don't have to work a bunch of hours because that's when oh, like yeah. you only work twenty five hours a week and ride rides whenever you want. Yeah. Well, in your so, last couple of days, you just don't even show up for your shift because it's going to take them a little while to like figure out and fire you. Yeah. Right. Right. It's a great I'm, idea. I'm serious. I will. I will. I want to do this. Like. Pretty genius. Never would have thought thought of something like this, but it's just really a pretty good idea. <laughs> See, I'm yeah. now thinking, like, should I just be doing this to visit parks in general? I just, like, apply to work at a new park every year. Process Go in, process in ride rides, and then I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, – the thing, the the key though, the one downside is that you can probably only do it once, maybe twice. Yeah, once per park, I think. <laughs> Although they're pretty desperate for workers at these parks, let's be honest. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That is true. The things we saw people get away with and not get in trouble—pretty amazing. Yeah, but like, just imagine like. I don't know, like, because at least that way you get the kind of like that throwback of working there, but it wouldn't get old at all. It would be like by the t- end of the week you'd be done and be like, "All right, I'm good." Yeah. Or you get in and you fall in love with like a 25 year old or something, and like you just fall into that <laughs> rabbit hole. 
job and then like, <laughs> just wreck your entire life. Relive summer of 2010. See, I thought what you were going to say was when we all get old and retire, we all go there and they're just like a bunch of crazy 65 year olds. Oh, that's having a party time. Oh, so then that's, that's when the houses come into play. Yeah. Or the boat on the Marina thing. That's when we'll do that. Shit. Some houseboats go over to put in Bay. Absolutely. So I didn't know this, but there's a tunnel to Putin Bay. I, this I this sounds like absolute horseshit. A tunnel. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. There's an underwater but, tunnel. Yep. Is there like a road? Yep. What's in the tunnel? Yeah, it's a road. Putin Bay tunnel open huh. until I don't know when they open this. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know about this. Like, and apparently, yeah, it's, oh, it's like, like a new, it's, a new thing. I don't know. I, I feel like I've never heard of it until like a week. It ago. is not on Google map. FYI. Hey, I just want to say something it's real quick. Um, Ben, we got mentioned on the Holiday World podcast. Did we? Really? We did. In, Boy, in what way? Them. I had tweeted at them several months ago, expecting to go to Hollywood Nights. Oh, okay. Asking about vegan men- options on their menu for the event. They had DM'd and said, yeah, we got you. We checked with our team. And I was like, you guys are the goat, you know? And they were like, cool. And then, yeah, podcast came out. One of our awesome, awesome listeners, uh, Ribs and Bacon from Wisconsin, who I'm sure will be glad to hear all the Wisconsin talk in this episode, clued me in that we had gotten mentioned because of that. So they uh, they were going through, quote unquote, listener questions about holiday uh, Hollywood Nights, and they brought that one up, and they said, "This comes from I can't make this up. Your favorite coaster sucks at YFCS Pod." Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, shouts to Holiday World for being good sports with us. Uh, well, I'll just say I apologize for mentioning 2003. I love you, Holiday World. If you're listening to this, sorry for bringing that up. Ben, this is crazy as shit. This is so off topic. I'm sorry we're straying so far. I guess people who go to Cedar Point know about Putin Bay. So you were right. They built a yeah. tunnel, a road tunnel to Putin Bay in 2018. In 2019, a fucking submarine hit the tunnel and like knocked it out. And that's why it's not on Google Maps because it was like smashed into by a submarine. Jesus Christ, a year after it opened. <laughs> I swear to God, there's a photo of it, like a total cave-in, a total, totally collapsed. I don't mean to laugh, but that is fucking hilarious. Oh my God. Okay, so... So there was a tunnel. But how the fuck... Is it like a... Oh my they, God, like, hang on, hang on, that hang on, hang on. Hang on. weed out of my bowl. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> We've all, please cut off the end of this file. We've all been fucked. I've gotten to the bottom of the page. April Fools. 
This is all bullshit. There's no tunnel. There's no submarine. <laughs> oh my god. This is all April Fool's shit. Oh shit. Okay. See, all, both I stories. There's a story about the tunnel opening and there's a story about the submarine from different websites. Both of them are April Fool's. Okay. 2018 okay. and 2019. Because I was like, Wait, I'm what, in I know how much an underwater tunnel would cost. Like, God billion fucking damn dollars. It. Like, God no damn it, Zuckerberg. Fact check Facebook already. <laughs> you, know what, though? you know what, though? This is visitputinbay.org. Like, that, that's what's so crazy that this is a very elaborate I know. prank then. Well, I hate, I mean, I hate the April Fool's shit. I gotta go in. Um, but this is why, because they don't take it down. And then, like, later on, you find okay. these pages, and it's a very, like, thorough story. It has, like, the toll prices and, like, stats on it. I suppose $15 million is pretty cheap for a tunnel. Yeah, a tunnel would be at minimum a billion dollars, probably more. I'd like to point out for any listeners in at any point in the future, there was no tunnel to put in bay as of June 2020. Well, what about the guy who listened to the episode and like didn't finish the episode? He turned it off after that and got distracted. He thinks there's a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls a fucking Michael Scott and drives right into the water. <laughs> Yeah, this this tunnel would be about this tunnel would be about three times longer than the Gateway Tunnel project in New York, fifteen billion dollars. Okay, so that makes sense. don't think we're going to be seeing that Putin Bay Tunnel anytime soon. There is an airport though there. I didn't know that. That's weird. I suppose yeah, it's, and that doesn't surprise me. Okay, so, so don't go looking for a put-in-bay tunnel. Ben? Yeah. You know what I'm going to say. What? <laughs> I don't. Check your shit, homie. <laughs> oh. So I will say, though, when... Uh, because I saw a, web- I saw a website URL on Facebook and I didn't click on it. I saw that and I'm like, Oh, I guess just put in bay as a tunnel. I didn't know about that. I didn't do any research on it. And I spouted it off as a fact. Well, so, here we go. This is the danger of Facebook, not sharing things. Yeah, man. That, I felt that fucking shit. child molester who's been convicted several times. Mark Zuckerberg needs to get off his child molesting <laughs> ass and start fact checking Facebook. <laughs> I mean, it's also like, how fucked would that little island be if there was a road tunnel to it? Just, you know, okay, like, you it's know a what tiny is, ass little island. If you go to if you go on Google Maps though, and you do directions from here to here, and you go to driving directions, it says it's a five mile, thirty seven minute drive. So like, it doesn't. Oh, I guess it, I mean it does say via ferry, I suppose, but. I've heard that place is like Key West. Is that accurate? I mean, of the Midwest, but yes. It's pretty yeah, awesome. people in Ohio would wish. Yeah, well, for someone who's in Chicago and maybe doesn't have a budget to get yeah. several people on a plane. Oh, if you haven't gone, definitely go. I mean, maybe not this year, but 
no uh, no but go, like pan to uh, the video footage of that uh water swim up bar in missouri that was packed wait 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 hold on let's have a quick lightning round you guys ready for a lightning round because we're coming up on three hours here but let's have a lightning round real quick recap of some shit that's going on so we'll start with ben you got it introduce the topic we have lightning round go uh um the uh, so my bar in missouri was packed full of people uh during the coronavirus pandemic and like now they're catching people who had coronavirus at that party and saw that shit those people are irresponsible assholes jonathan your thoughts yeah i mean that pretty much sums it up darwinism in action yeah okay well my my lightning round topic is king's island and cedar point are suing ohio to reopen and what the fuck are they they are they already uh won or they didn't win but the, the state uh, um i saw a little earlier they're gonna open the 19th i think it is now oh, wow. state reverse decision well, there you go they sued and there you go <laughs> Well, are y'all ready for COVID-20? Ohio, you know I am. Or COVID-19.5? COVID-MAGA. Can we get COVID-LIGHT, maybe? (laughs) COVID-LIGHT. I hope that's what we have right now. All right, Jonathan, you got a lightning round for us? Uh, Sure. Well, I'll throw one out there. Uh, a number of parks have announced some measures they'll be taking to reopen uh, in the current environment. And a lot of the things they're doing are things that it seems like there's no reason to not have done before and after. Virtual queuing, for example, reservations, bag... Uh, metal detectors that you just walk through with your bag. So hopefully we're going to get some long-term positive changes out of this. Agreed. I'm going to piss. All right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm in total agreement. I hope that there's some long-term changes from this that are positive for all park visitors. Yeah, I mean, I I think the virtual queuing could totally change amusement parks, potentially. You would need to change the design of the park dramatically because the problem with it in a popular park, so, you know, if you have, say, 30,000 people on a, a July Saturday in a park, if in any given moment 15,000 are stored in a queue, you need to find space for 15,000 people to hang out not in a queue. So that's a big change, but I think it could be done. I think you can make parks more like actual park parks, um, lots more public spaces, places to sit, beer gardens, etc. And um, yeah, just be much more pleasant to spend a busy day at a park if you weren't spending most of it standing in a cattle pen under the hot sun. Yeah, I would agree with that because you're not you're not spending money when you're in a queue line. Yeah, and good for the park. I'm sitting in a beer garden spending 20 bucks while I'm waiting in line for the ride. Good for everybody. 
Yeah. I'm right. in my car smoking a bowl while I'm in line for a ride. Wait, did I say that? Amen. Or maybe in the park. Who knows? Times are changing. That, that's true. I might be in the smoking area with a vape What well, will be the first state to do that? I'm pretty sure in any legal state, you'd be a-okay with a vape pen in the smoking area. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond that, uh, go at your own risk. I will say in non-legal states, in non-smoking areas, it's also very possible to get away with from experience. I mean, here in uh, Washington and Oregon, like people will stand outside of buildings and smoking areas, smoking joints. Like that's very common already. So just I could especially see with vapes. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe joints, but inside of parks, that seems a little tougher. Yeah. Maybe um, more like fair type parks. Well, edibles, there we go. There we go. go Lightning anywhere. round. Getting, getting high at parks. This is an episode. Will become a thing. Well, like, okay, Jonathan, do do you remember... When uh, we got that like one magic ride on Magnum, um, <laughs> like when we were there in what was that, two thousand eighteen? Yeah, a few couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was like the best trimless ride at night I think I've ever had, or at least that was like one of like the most memorable rides I've had in a while. It was like perfect, and yeah. we were all like fucked up. We're all like super. Was- we we're all like super high. It was like perfect level of highness. And like everyone's everyone's on ride photo was like perfect. Everyone had this like perfect smile. It was good. <laughs> good memory. That was good. I also got incredibly sick that weekend and like had to fly home with like the flu basically. So it took a dark turn for me, but I do remember that and it was still good then. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Which is funny, weird like you probably like imagine if that were like <clears throat> this year and it's like, oh, I'm gonna fly home with the flu. <laughs> I just say I wouldn't be able to go home. I just have to like quarantine right. in the hotel for two weeks. <clears throat> All right, gents. Well, Are it's we... been a, a, a privilege to be on. I got to tell you, I came on this uh, intending to point out the way this show can sometimes wander on for long periods of time. Instead of doing oh. that, I've helped oh, you go three really hours. Oh, was that really your intention to, when you came here? <laughs> well, I just had such a good time that uh, time slipped away. Well, let me say, you've proven a point here, Jonathan. <laughs> Did I get the record? Three for a hours single and five guest, minutes. I think so. For for one guest, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think this probably... Or wasn't the you know, I used to I used to actually give a shit... Now I don't care. I don't even fucking edit the thing. Whatever. We're putting it out. <laughs> if anybody's still well, listening to this, comment on the Instagram or something. I'm curious personally to hear. I feel like I should do yeah, something you know completely deranged, like at the test. We didn't even give you a chance to plug up top. Holy shit, what's wrong with us? Jonathan, get a plug in there right now. What's your Instagram? What's your Twitter? I don't even think I have a plug, really, to be quite honest. I do have an Instagram and a Twitter, and neither of them have really much of anything to do with coasters. I guess I will say uh, for the last 17 years, 
I ran Carowinds, which is uh, just about dead. So probably shut it down later this year, but uh, go check it out for the time being before it totally dies. There you go. That's the plug you're getting in right now? I don't got shit to plug, man. This is it. This is it. I'm plugging this, this episode. I'm just here to plug this show. This is, this is the best <laughs> thing going. No, nah, man, it's an, it's an honor to have you on. I know it's, uh, of course, I don't, I don't know you as well as Ben because I didn't live with you for a summer, but I definitely know we've known each other for a long time via the internet. Yeah, well, I'll just thing, say we were, or I was just gonna say, like, if when you have like a shared hobby, it's really easy to like stay connected in a way, you know? Because especially when you yeah. get older, like, there's less people you have that kind of connection with. So coasters, it's like, like you can be friends with like any coaster person. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> you have enough it's in like common. To pick to where, it up. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, then. You and I didn't see each other for I think five years, maybe. And yeah, when we hung out again, it was just—I don't know. To me, it just kind of feels like one day had elapsed. It just yeah, like right, picks back right. up. Do you remember so that thirteen? Remember that twenty thirteen trip though? That was fun because that was that like was amazing. That was yeah. That was probably the craziest. Uh, like, oh, well, maybe. I don't know. That was a lot of alcohol. It was a lot. Each day, the photos looked progressively more haggard. <laughs> sort of like unraveling. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, I was supposed to see you guys, I guess it was a week ago. So, sorry that that didn't happen. And, uh, We'll make it happen in the future. Maybe next next spring, Hollywood Nights. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, so. we'll do it twice as hard. Well, All this right. is this has been really fun, and I'm glad we could get you on. It's uh, it's really cool to hear that you've been uh, listening to the show. I, I probably won't listen to this one. Three hours is a bit long, but I'll listen to the next one. Well, I mean. You know, at this point, maybe we'll do it as a two-parter. Ben introduced this great concept to me about keeping shit in in the bank, ready to go, about content. Yeah, just Smoke keep it. it for all it's worth. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, prior to about a couple weeks ago, we were recording the week of release. Yeah, so, you guys got to give yourself a little break. Yeah, we took one week off, and since then we've been recording more, but releasing on the same schedule. So we have a bunch of stuff ready to go. This one included. It's going to be maybe uh, two weeks from this date until this one's out. But if we do this one as a two-parter, then that's two weeks worth of shows. Because at this point, this is easily a two-parter. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. But 
with all that said, uh, Jonathan, it's a real pleasure to catch up with you. Have you on the show, man? Yeah, well, let's, thanks, guys. Uh, there's no reason why we can't uh, do coaster shit more often. Let's let's not be like typical boomers and just fucking let our soul die at 35, 40, 45. Let's, uh, yeah. Shit, man, that's dark. My soul, my soul's ready to fly. I'm, I've got sent <laughs> up for coasters. It's gonna be ready to be unleashed at some point in the future. I was about to say you brought in the assumption I had a soul left. Damn. Damn, yeah. I'm sorry. Just Jesus Christ. Throw up in a ball now and go to sleep. Anybody else have the ability to make our fucking roller coaster podcast a bummer? I'm raising uh, my hand. I don't know about y'all. All right. Anyway, uh no, this this has been great. Uh, except for the Rob Alvey DVD. That was really a shitty one. And I mean, I feel bad for having spent the $4 having downloaded it, but yeah, that was the worst one. And it was like, yeah, it just wasn't good. Yeah. Just cut that shit out. Boom. You got yourself an hour and a half podcast. Uh, uh, You know what? Yeah, that's, that's true too. But also we re I can't even fucking talk. I've been drinking. We love our listeners. So you know what? I'll take that $4 expenditure and I'll turn it into love for all our listeners. Don't y'all pay money. We'll be uploading it to the Dropbox. So y'all can go enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a $4 value for free. Exactly. Just by being a listener of your favorite coaster sucks. Not only do you get our wise ass commentary on it and two fucking episodes out of it, you get a free video that I coughed up the money for. (laughs) I paid Rob Alvey with one of my different email addresses that wasn't your favorite coaster sucks. And there's like 15 90s pop songs on there. So that's at least like a $10 CD's worth of value right there. Dude, that's like 15 million worth of licensing fees right there. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Is that how that works? Like uh could you say it was use it was like creative use or something? No, cuz he was making money. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> you cannot. Uh, yeah. It uh, was for profit. If he never sold it, and it was just out there, then yeah, you could argue that in case you had a lawsuit. But since you clearly were charging for it, then absolutely not. You can't argue anything. Your ass is toast. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, whatever. We're not going to call him out because it's a lot of fun to make fun of him, right? I mean, I think you just did. He's a public figure, so it's like technically legal to. Look, we're not going to call him out for using music that is copyrighted and has to be paid for. And he's selling DVDs that uses that copyrighted music. We're not going to be the ones that go ahead and report him to the RIAA or the ASCAP or BMA, any of that. We're BMI. not going to be the ones. BMI. 
Yeah. The the recording. Oh no, uh, man, I was thinking a fat joke. But all right. Yeah, of course. Of course. But I'm just making a point that Ben, your favorite coaster sucks is above reporting Rob Alvey to the recording industry of America. To the RIAA, the BMI, ASCAP for taking advantage. So we're not going to be the ones to email any of those corporations saying what he's done. That's the point I'm making. Right. All right. I'm also not in, in encouraging our listeners to do so. I'm also nodding right now, just so you guys know. You're nodding? Nodding. Like my head. Like, yes. As in, I'm not encouraging our listeners to do this. Yes. Well, um... Anyway. Yeah. Hit the socials. Hit the number. 312-572-9552. Had to think about that one. Almost gave my old office number away. That had been embarrassing. Um, (laughs) same area code. What can I say? Um, shit. Uh, yeah, we're on Insta, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr for whatever reason. If you send us porn, make sure it's tagged appropriately so we know which one of us should open it. Um, leave a voicemail, send a text. Um, leave us a five-star review and a comment on whatever app you are using to listen to this show this week. You know what, Jonathan, you're our guest. What should our reviewers say this week? Well, I think you should probably point out that there's nowhere on the internet that we're going to get a more thorough discussion of early 2000s roller coastering than right here. I mean, I would say this is the definitive source. <laughs> we are we are becoming the audio Wikipedia of all 2000s roller coaster enthusiast <laughs> info. Um, <clears throat> leave us a comment. Uh, leave us a review. Say Wuta. Yeah. Amazing. You should definitely say that. We're bringing it back. It's coming back. Five stars. Say Wuta. So where where did that name come from? Do you know? Uh, yeah. Well, it was our friend Phil, who is... I don't know. It sounded like I was about to say he's dead, but he's not. He's very alive. He's fine. He's doing quite well. Uh, he's no longer that into coasters. I don't think he's been to a park in a, in a while, but uh, somehow he came up with this word. Pretty fun to yell. Not going to yell it now because people are trying to sleep here, but became a website and a brand very briefly. And uh, yeah, we were on a, an absolutely reliable article. I think that was like probably the like... <laughs> peak moment when it was mentioned i think the quote was the ugly baby blue t-shirts and the even uglier people in them 
probably my like greatest moment in the spotlight. Do you happen, and this can be an off-air conversation if you'd prefer, do you happen to know who ran Absolutely Reliable? Because we'd love to have them on the show. I haven't the slightest clue. I really don't. I think they still tweet. I think that's almost the standard we were aiming for <laughs> coming into a roller coaster podcast. Yeah. So I, I think still one of my most favorite things we've done was make up uh, like parody articles, like news stories. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that episode we, that we did? about that i don't think i did it was a couple weeks ago yeah we like made up like parody articles so like what was one of them like how the polar co- world's tallest polar coaster was going to be built in north korea <laughs> or like- i don't think i did honestly my podcast listening has dropped off the last three months because so many activities that I would normally be listening to podcasts in have just like ceased to exist. Well, you know what we did talk about on there? Mount Olympus owner kicked a dog. <laughs> we See, I don't even know if know that's what? made up. Okay, so <laughs> you know what, Zach, Zach, I said in that episode, I'm like, we got to find a clip of that, that sound effect and you got to insert it. <laughs> And I was in my pants, and you never did it. <laughs> Dude, you know how much of a bitch it is to edit this shit. You find the dog sound effect and email it to me. I'll make sure it's in this one. And just to make sure, Mount Olympus's owner kicked a dog. <laughs> Not like, not like, not like a full punt. Like the dog is not going to get lifted off the ground. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna stay on its feet. But like, just like a sidekick, like a. Oh, so you want a thud too? So like. Parks the moped, kick like puts up the kickstand, takes like two steps, walks over to whatever, and then yeah, gives a little kick. <laughs> well, look, let's not lose focus here. Mount Olympus's owner kicked a dog, so um, it was a cute dog too. Sure was, fucking Shiloh. The fuck did Shiloh ever do to you? Oh man! Well, didn't that movie end pretty depressingly? <laughs> Any yeah, movie about a dog ends dog. depressing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it ended. There's this like full story, this like full like uh, or whatever Oscar, whatever the movie one is. You know, like Steven Spielberg, and then like the end of the movie. It's just Nick on a little moped, just like, and then like that's the end of the movie, and the kid's like crying. He's almost home to Wisconsin. 
whole movie was in black and white, and then that scene was in color. Just as the dog is flying away 10 feet. (laughs) And it's just like a big ad for Mount Olympus, like the signs in the background. (laughs) Oh, man, I just opened a white claw. What the fuck am I doing? Oh, my God. You opened that white claw harder than Mount Olympus's owner kicked a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. For real, though. I can't wait to get fucking trespass banned by them. I I don't. Can they do that, though? If I don't think they can actually give you a trespass ban if you're not on the property. So, like. I think they have to give no, it to you can. if you can. They are you like what? Sure, they yeah. can. And it's it, private you property. Can trust, yeah, you can trespass anybody from your private property that you want. Don't we, don't we have like a First Amendment thing right now? Like, no, like it's a, private property. It's not yeah, a legal know, thing. It's just like. Oh no no no! But I'm saying a, like with a trespass, you need a reason. You need like a re, You need a reason to give it. So like they, they need evidence. Say, they could just totally. say that they suspected that we would damage the park or something. I guess, but like no, okay. you don't have to I'm say anything. It's, you can deny. Yeah, entry. it's a ban. They would just they would just tell the security team. They would tell know. the okay. ticket team I'm if not, they saw our names on the credit cards or whatever. I'm not okay. I'm not doubting this. I'm just saying though, like. I want to say that, like, in order, you need reasonable, you need a reason to do it. You need like evidence. So, well, like, look, normally, do no, I no, think? No, do no, I no. think that a park that kicks dogs is gonna actually trespass ban okay. us? No. no, no, no. Listen though, the the only like every trespass thing happens because that person is in the park, and then they're like, you have to leave the park because you broke a rule and you're not allowed back. But we're like we're not at the park breaking rules, therefore, like, are they going to be able to go through the trouble doing that without any evidence of anything? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think they can just pick random people online and they're like, oh, they have a podcast where they make fun of us. You know, I I don't think it's the same thing. I'm not. I don't know. I'm just arguing. Well, one thing we know for sure is that they won't be sicking dogs on us. <laughs> That's true. It could be Osama bin Laden and Mount Olympus would be glad to take your money, I think. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Rob and Nick are probably like BFFs. Your name could be COVID. (laughs) (laughs) And they would swipe your credit card without a mask or without second thoughts of touching it. Okay, but you do bring up a good point about the credit card thing. So if I ever go to that park, I'm going to use like a piece of debit card. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm not buying ahead of time. I don't care how much money I'll save because I don't want them to refuse my entry because they know who I am. Right, yeah. You're not going to use your your favorite Coaster Sucks corporate credit card? (laughs) (laughs) You guys got that, right? Well, look... (laughs) As as big as our bankroll runs here, um, at your favorite coaster sucks enterprises. Um, 
we want to avoid actually having our tickets voided before coming to the park because that's happened to us at an event before. Oh yeah, I suppose. Well, no, Chris, he got a full refund and he was it, he was alerted well in advance. But, but the tickets were saying. voided. The tickets we used were voided. He told us like you have to use your season passes because these tickets are voided. Yeah. So knowing that there is a possibility they could void our tickets. Do you like go? You show up at the entrance, which is they have. It's like a fucking toolbox with a like a computer in it, where they scan your <laughs> wristband. Like seriously, it's a toolbox, computer scanner in it at the entrance, and like, um, it like alerts or like a beeps or something, and they're like, "All right, sir, come over here." It's just Stand a little by. electrical box that makes a beeping noise. It doesn't actually scan anything. <laughs> they're like Wisconsin State Police are standing by. You look over, it's like, no, they're not. <laughs> That's private security. Yeah. They don't even look tough. <laughs> they just pick the biggest sibling out of the family to wear a security t shirt. They just they just stand there with a dog and kick them to try and intimidate you. <laughs> oh fuck! I do. I, I will say though, I do kind of want to go back there eventually. Ah, we we gotta have a meet up there. We're just gonna have to announce it very overtly. Yeah. We'll say it for the. What we'll have to do is like we'll say we'll have a meetup for a certain day, and then like we'll just text everybody private. Like, no, actually, it's going to be this day. Yeah, we'll make it the day after, or or we'll say we're going to have a meetup at the McDonald's by Mount Olympus. Text us if you're interested, and then we'll be like, no, we're just going to Mount Olympus. <laughs> Say, oh, that way we're, we're gonna we have a meetup where we walk the track of Avalanche at Timber Falls because it's now gone. Yeah, that sucks. I'm still mad that they took that ride out. Like, yeah, that was a good ride. Alan Shilke's first, or well, one of his. Are we still going? It's three and a half hours. This is insane. It is just deranged. All right, let's wrap like, it up. Okay, if we're going to keep talking, let's at least just end, let's wrap it up then. And then we can finish our conversation. All right. Follow us all on right. the socials. We're on all of them. Hit us up on the text line, the call line. Uh, your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com. Send us an email. That's a great thing to do. Give us a review. Say Wuta with five stars. And we will shout you out by name in the next episode that we record. Um, you can, of course, join us on Patreon like our big motherfucking homie, Logan. Shouts to Logan. What's up, Logan? He's our fucking boy, so we got to give him some shouts. Uh, that's over there on Patreon. Um, we got shirts up in the store. Amazon coming back with them shirts. So go on through. Represent your favorite coaster sucks while you're out there dodging COVID-19 while riding rides. That'd be very cool of you. Send us a picture. 
We will give you big, mad shouts and retweet, share, whatever the fuck platform you use, we'll share it everywhere. So send us a picture in your shirt. That'd be the shit. Um, follow John, man. Find him. He didn't give his name. Go find him somehow. You'll figure out how. Don't kick dogs. Don't kick dogs. Don't be like Mount Olympus. Don't kick dogs. Uh, you know how we end this shit, John? Yeah, I don't remember anything at this point. It's nearly 2 a.m. here. We uh, say... <laughs> uh, or we can skip that. Let's we, skip it. We Wait, say... No, you're... John, really quick. Dead ride. Pick a, yeah. pick a ride. That, a dead ride. Just any ride that's been defunct that you liked. That segment was about rides that actually killed people. Okay, or uh, killer coaster. All right. You both. Yeah, well, either no, a killer coaster or a dead ride. Uh, I think the most rare credit I ever had that's defunct is there was a water coaster at Emerald Point Water Park, Greensboro, North Carolina. It was called Hydra Fighter 2. It ran for like a year. I think like one other person on Coaster Count wrote it. It was like pretty shitty. There you go. That's it. A Hydra Fighter Hydro Fighter, Hydro Fighter 2. Hydro Fighter 2. I don't know why it was 2. It was no 1. I have no idea what the deal was with that. Look it up. RCDB. How good of a ride was it? Not good at all. Pretty shit. I don't see it on here. Hydro Fighter? Hydro oh, Fighter okay. 2. With like the, the Roman numeral oh. 2. Okay, okay. The only the only photos they have are like from outside a fence. Oh weird. So it had an elevator lift and then Yeah. It was like a roller choker. But it's it has it has like no features on it. Yeah. It was awful. Alright, well fuck that ride. That's what you guys are looking for, right? Just a terrible ride. Yeah, fuck that piece of shit. <laughs> um, do we got anything else, gents? Uh, yeah, I'm going nah. to bed. Let's just shoot the dog. Or, I mean, uh, let's send <laughs> it. <laughs> Did you mean kick the can? <laughs> I meant like five different things and they all just didn't come out. I just keep visualizing um, Borat when he goes to that dating service and it's like, what are your hobbies and interests? And he's like, shoot dog. And she's like, Snoop Dogg? <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. Shoot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's in, it's in America and it's in the Wisconsin Dells because Mount Olympus kicks dogs. Yeah, they really do. Don't kick dogs. Love each other. Black lives matter. Uh, We normally end this shit by saying your favorite coaster sucks in unison. So make it as shitty as possible. I'll cue us in. Everybody ready? Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. 
your favorite coaster sucks. Sucks. Don't be stopped.